0: Uh, uh, Stop Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loose is Fast podcast, your podcast home for all things NASCAR and some things not. I'm Kyle Belcher and joined, as always, by Mr. Dan Walker. Hello. And Norman Pelletier. How we doing? On today's episode, we will talk some NASCAR news, recap some different races in different places, answer some questions, and potentially have some fun along the way. So to be seen. But before that, and much, much more, Dan, tell the people how... We put on such a wonderful production every week.
1: Kyle, we put on such a wonderful production-ish every week. Yes. Brought to listen, brought to you by listeners like you, <laughs> the Revival Motoring Network, and revivalmotoring.com slash B4B. Norm, it's b b Bucks for the
2: boys!
1: <laughs> wow. Can we start over? Because I don't know if I can
2: recover from that. <laughs> I was just following your lead, big guy. I like it. Bucks, Bucks for the boys.
1: I can't, can you still hear it? <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> Fuck. Bucks for the Boys is our value for value system that helped. Oh, you got the right button for the first time in weeks. Yep. You can help us keep the lights out in this place. All this fancy equipment running so we sound halfway decent. Way better than we do in real life. mm mm-hmm. um, So if you head on over to revivalmotoring.com slash b for b Bucks for the Boys. You- <clears throat> I am I am rattled, <laughs> shooketh, <laughs> fully shooketh. Um, you can sign up for a monthly recurring donation. A small donation will post once a month. You can do two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, or twenty bucks, or a combination of any of those to make a number. Uh, like I said, that helps us and the other shows on the network uh, bring you all of this wonderful noise every week. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a one-time donation, you can use PayPal. That is info at revivalmotoring.com. You can send us one donation of whatever the hell you want. And on both of those options, make sure you leave a note telling them that we sent you because that's how they know we're pulling our weight around here. Yep. That's how it works. PayPal is also the home of a wonderful little thing called Kyle's race day challenge. Hi Kyle. What's that? That's me.
0: Uh, My race day challenge is if you donate the dollar number that matches the driver number, you believe will win on Sunday and get it correct. I'll send you a little something from uh, my merch and uh, memorabilia collection, if you will. From Kyle's no-no place. <laughs> we had two takers, Brent and Ethan, over the weekend. Thank you both very much. Unsuccessful, though. You lose. Good picks. You get
1: nothing. Good picks, though. Um, yes, so thank you very much. Other ways you can help us out, and I'm going to continue to beat this into all of you he- your heads. Reviews. Yes. We, we like reviews, and we haven't gotten any. Oh. We like reading them. Put on your little thinking caps. Come up with something clever. Leave us cool reviews. We only accept five stars. Maybe that's why, because people want to put four stars, because we're not that good. Yeah, fair. I get it. That's fair. You can keep those.
0: Alrighty. (laughs) Thank you, Daniel. And uh, we move into our (laughs) callback segment, huh? Sure. Callbacks. I will call back to the TV ratings, as we always do. Um, The Coca-Cola 600, as we know, was rescheduled and ran on Monday. Still uh, got a 3.39 million viewer count on Monday. That seems like a lot. That seems pretty good, but it's obviously down from last year, but down from 3.8, which is not bad. 3.8 to 3.4 moving from Sunday to Monday. From from Sunday not to Monday. That's really not half bad. Yeah, that's not bad at so all. We'll take that. Um, any callbacks from the discord or any other callbacks you gentlemen have?
2: Oh God, from the discord. I'm looking at it right now.
0: I'm oh, I do have to call back to, uh, my race day challenge from last week, uh, Mr. Relum Nevek did participate. Oh, he did. Pod Daddy did not send me that one. Gotcha. So I apologize.
2: Gotcha. Um, did Mr. Relum win? He did not. <laughs> Loser.
1: <laughs> Couple of, I mean, nothing really callback wise. If you do remember, uh, Mr. Tommy Tank sent us the question, the trivia question of who has the most DNFs in a next gen car. The answer is Ty Dillon with 13. Probably should have known that. Shortly there behind him is Kyle Larson with 12. Yeah, that was surprising. Yep. Well,
2: yep. Kyle has what, five this year?
1: He's already got five this year, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Checkers the yeah.
2: wreckers, baby. Yeah. Did you see that graph in the race yep. yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> Clint's going up. <laughs> that That's was... exactly what checkers or wreckers means.
1: <laughs> that was alarming, that graph. The yeah. scary thing is, is that Harrison Burton only has nine. Yeah, because he, he spins all by himself. Yeah. Yeah. So... We love you. Come on the uh, show. That was a little callie backy to that. Uh, that's pretty much it. There was some talk about road courses and such.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that's we, about uh, it. we'll keep on
1: trucking. About it. Off track.
0: For anyone new here, this is the Some Things Not segment of our show, thus, the All
2: Things NASCAR and Some Things Not. Uh, Norm, what do you got? <laughs> Nothing, Kyle. Really? Nothing? I did literally nothing of import this past week. It's kind of nice, though. Yeah. I mean, the I just, weather didn't help. I just now. chilled, played video games, and watched NASCAR pretty much all weekend. Uh, did some money management on Friday. Luckily, that's all working Making out. money moves? Yep. Made some money moves, dude. Mogul money, baby. Pushing some weight? Yep. Stacking uh, pennies? Yeah. More like taking a stack of pennies and moving it into nowhere. Length. Into an, like, an offshore account? Like where it just disappears, and then you own stuff. You're just like, uh-huh. Pay that Doing off. Doing some investments? Pay that off. No, oh, I'm stuff off? Yeah. Nice. So good for you. I afford the new truck. Good for you. I had to do some stuff, but I did two things this past week. The series finale of Ted Lasso aired last I week. I saw a lot of I people being a emotional lot of people about that. people talking that. about, on about Apple that. Apple TV Plus, dude. <laughs> still scarred. That show really that good? Uh, dude, it was one of my favorite shows of all yeah. time.
0: Well, yeah. I told you I now have Apple TV. I told you guys a story, right? Yeah, did yeah. I tell it in here? Yeah. That
2: it was I cheaper? I th- think so. Yes, I think so. Yeah, so that I saved that to my list. That's gonna be my. Uh, I can't next recommend one to watch. that show enough. They um the guys recommended what Severance, I think it was. Severance, yeah. yeah. I watched the preview for that. Don't think that's what I'm I'm into. That's like uh what do they call it? Like it's a mental thriller. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's Big like thinker. yeah, it's one of those shows. It's like it just like fucks with your head the whole time. And I'm just like no, can't watch. See, that. See for me, you well, with like those, Inception with those yeah. shows. Dude, Inception was cool. It like literally is very Inception like. Actually, no okay. The
1: movie. I'm thinking of not Inception. Source Code. Do you ever see that one? I don't think I did. It's no. the one about, he's like a soldier and they have his mind control and he, they keep putting him in the yeah. same scenario. It's like a train is getting bombed and he has to stop it. But then he like keeps it. You watch literally the same thing happen like 10 times throughout the movie. Like he has to stop like this train from, I think it's a train from being bombed I feel like and I he, have seen it and he doesn't actually. stop it. So then all of a sudden it, whoop it zoops, back, it, it cuts back to him like on a table a reset with all button. these wires and shit. And then they're like, all right, well let's try it again. And then he does it again. And like it, it fucks with you so much. You bad. know what
2: movie absolutely nailed that exact premise? Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Never saw it. Oh, no my God. Either. Love that movie. It's so fucking good. And mm-hmm. also Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. Never Great movie. Yeah. Kind of similar to that. Great movie. But that's about all I did this week. Low key. Nothing, nothing crazy, right. Craig.
1: Dan. Honestly, same kind of. Like, I like I said, the weather just killed doing anything. Aside from the last 45 minutes of our lives. I don't
2: know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> Dan did the cardinal sin. What's that? Bought a new car when it was raining. Actually, it wasn't raining. All right. You lucked out. It rained when we picked it up. Yeah. I
1: was going to say, so I played golf this weekend and I bought a truck. Uh, that's about it. Yep. Big deal. Yep. Is it? Me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's stupid. The, the, the year of Dan buying shit continues. Yeah. You're but, just lighting money on fire. Yeah. But you see Kyle in the text message, old man, Kyle fell asleep last night. You're just on a fuck the world. Fuck the money tour. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Damn right. No, it started like I, Like a week ago. Can't take it with you. Yeah. Like a week ago, we started looking at like bigger trucks with the new camper coming. We were both a little worried about my truck getting a little, a little tail wagging the dog a little bit. Yep. And I don't know. It just kind of, it happened quick, but it wasn't really an impulse. Like we, unfortunately me and Steph are the same where once we get something on our mind, we, it's all we think about. Yep. So like all last week was just doing research and looking at shit and watching videos of stuff on YouTube and whatever. So ended up finding a little bit of a unicorn truck and had to jump on it. So uh, picked up a twenty three Silverado fifteen hundred with the little baby diesel diesel, the little baby diesel, and uh, all sorts of really cool towing options. So yeah, baby excited. diesel is a tow
0: cap of thirteen k or something ridiculous. Well, it's,
1: it's that's just because of the towing. If I didn't have that max towing package, I think it was like eighty seven hundred, which is lower than my GMC was. Oh wow. Well. So it's just that towing package bumps it up. It's got like heavier rear springs, better shock tuning, uh, bigger radiator, some other things, some shit like that. Uh, yeah. It's got All a the that supporting. Products, it actually has a power
2: steering. Whole, cooler, it actually has like a beefier, different rear axle cooler. too.
1: Like not gear ratio, but like the axle is different allegedly. Yeah. So interesting. Cool. Yeah, allegedly. Well, so congratulations. Yeah. I'm not going to go too in depth because I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about me and Steph just lighting money on fire. But here we <laughs> are again. Um, Color's sick. Yeah. We've also realized. So it's gray. The new new camper is black and white. No,
0: I'd say that's gray. That's not silver. That's silver.
1: It's uh, the color name is gray. My dad said it looks like a steel gray. Boom. Suck it, Norm. Um, This this is silver. This thing. Yeah. Silver. Laptop, silver. We have realized that there is now nothing with color in our entire vehicular life. Nope. Gray truck. Silver GTI. Uh, Her Tiguan is that white gray color. Yep. The camper's black and white. The Cabrio's black. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but the Cabrio has the Lucky Charms snowflakes. It does. It, so. it yep.
1: does, yes. It's got the marshmallows. So yep. we have that. The only vehicle the, dust in it. the yep. only vehicle with any color at our end of the street now, my ho- our house and her, my mother-in-law's house across the street is her. She has a blue Silverado. Because her daughter has a dark gray mini. <laughs> Silverado. <laughs> so, so we are all just grayscale. What color it's is nice. the pompoon? Uh that's it's the only action that has color. Kind of brownie, beigey. Yeah, I was gonna say those are usually like a tan. Yeah, it's it's like a brown. No, they're blue. Blue, dark green, red, or beige. That's like your only, although some of the new ones, there's one on our lake that's painted like a 57 Bel Air. Sick. It's like teal with like white and chrome. Like it looks sick. That's badass. It looks awesome. I like that. Um. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about it. So I'm not going to ramble on about it. So cool. It, it, it's going to be fun. I love it. I am absolutely in love with it. There is way more technology. Like I worked at a dealership as a part of the delivery team. When I was younger, like the people that show the old people how to connect your phone to Bluetooth and yep. show you how to work all the technology. I got in this and I was
2: like, help. I need a teenager.
1: <laughs> and I was, that was
2: me when I bought my truck and your interior is way crazier than mine. I had to like sign <clears> into. I go- sat in the parking lot for 15 minutes trying to figure out how CarPlay works. Yeah. And the whole time I just need to turn Siri on on my phone. Yep. I was like, I'm plugged in. I'm doing everything right. Yeah. It's, oh, it won't connect. I've done that before. While we're on the subject, um,
0: my truck, the Tacoma, when I put my hand in the door handle, it unlocks the door, right? But then I got to unlock the rest of them when other people are getting in. Yes. I could just go in the settings and change it to yep. open them
1: all. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I already did that on mine. Yep. Just found that out. That's, right. a, That's like old Volkswagens. When you
2: like double lock the door, it puts all the windows well, down and stuff even, like that. Um,
1: even on Steph's Tiguan, like, I can set it. So if I in on my truck too, mm-hmm. I can set it. So if I hit the unlock button on the remote, it'll unlock just the driver's door. It's like a safety thing. Like if you're mm-hmm. in a sketchy area. Or you can set it to hit and they all unlock. Like, that's in most of them.
2: Steph's Tiguan's the same way. I think the GTI is too.
1: Yeah, just found that out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, most
2: cars are you hit it once, it unlocks the driver's door. You hit it twice, it unlocks all Steph's the Steph's Tiguan is like broken because I you have to sit there and just Yeah, I left the button it.
0: doing that. But like the handle, if I grab the handle, it opens them all. Mm.
2: Yeah. The handle thing, dude, that is the coolest feature. It's so nice not
1: never having to take your key. You have push button in that? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. I didn't know that I had push button. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's the... It's the keyless, like that little button on the door handle. dude. I have fallen in love with that freaking button. I still don't 100% trust it. I still double check it every time I lock my truck. Same. But like that is the coolest feature. Also, you walk up and you're just like click and you're in.
1: For no longer needing a key. Why is this so big? Mm Mm-hmm. And it also comes with a built-in weapon. I don't know if yours does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A a key. Yeah. It's just
1: cool. (laughs) I was (laughs) playing with it all day.
0: Tacoma's got the same thing. It's got the ridiculous stabby key. Yeah.
1: Like a little switchblade. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. Well, congratulations. Yep, that thing is a beauty. We spent the last like
0: half hour before we hit record, watching that thing.
1: Yeah, just playing with it, and it's just. A of, I mean, the fact that I had to sign into Google and my truck had to update when I got home—it's a whole new world. It's yeah. a whole new world. Yeah, place. the
2: Google thing is weird. Like, I love the CarPlay, like your truck, your old truck had. Yeah, like what mine has is just like the Apple CarPlay. I love that. Like it's screen simple. design. Yeah. yeah, the Google is like. I feel like I'm looking at like. A tablet well i love in my truck and this is one thing steph said it right away
1: the best part about that with that screen being so big the fact that i can have carplay on one half and google maps on the other like yeah. i can have whatever yeah. music is playing and google maps right you have it's the not- full
2: map screen opposed to ours or your old one in mine where it's just like a tiny square
1: well no i had like the full but if i was looking at google maps and carplay if i wanted to like see what was playing i had to go into music and it would flip up this i can have the music on one half and the map on the other half oh that's right. how mine that's cool. is
2: it's sick but it's the google maps is way smaller oh okay yeah, yeah. so just little little things like that but it's uh it's fun yeah. nice i did not know the new interior existed once i saw Dan's i didn't truck, either i was quite upset i didn't either until i
1: found these trucks and i was like whoa that interior is way different than because like we have a couple work trucks at my at my job, that have your interior and you have it, and I was like, "That's what I thought it was." And I saw
2: that, and I was like, "Oh, that's different, right?" Yeah. Which is almost identical to your old interior. It's not it's pretty damn it's close. Not yeah. much different. Yeah. Uh,
0: my weekend was pretty quiet as well. Um, spent some time in the sim, yeah. play around with that. How's that going? Uh, not well.
2: I'm not good. Kyle but also realized really- how expensive I racing. Oh is. my god, that text! Message- Dude, Kyle was like, "Wait oh a minute, my- I have to buy every car and every track." We told him this. Yeah. I'm uh, sitting there with an account that's 11 years old. Dan's sitting there. Mine's three years years old and I
1: probably have over half the shit in in the sim.
2: Yeah. So uh, I logged in there. I was like,
0: all right, I'm going to run some laps and just get a feel for it. You know, because I hadn't really done it. I only really had done one or two laps, but it was a crappy weekend. So I was like, oh, I'll get in the sim and play around. I have three tracks and like three cars. Yep. So I did a lot of Thompson Speedway. Thompson Speedway in the the old Craftsman Truck truck. Sure did. (laughs) That oh, thing the is the old truck. Yeah. Yeah. That's free. Yeah. That, that's free
1: is that, the
2: old Silverado. That thing uh, dances. Oh yeah. Real dancing. We all need to go over to Kyle's house and get him in like an Xfinity car at Darlington and just watch him have fun. Oh my God. Yeah. That'll be a good time. But. We uh,
1: need to just set up like a session where all three of us get in and fuck around.
2: Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah that that would be joined, ideal. Join a carb cup race. Yeah, oh. Kyle, That'd be fun. Kyle just separates his wallet from his butt, buys an $11 cup car. And does Carb Cup with us. Yep. yep. So
0: uh, in preparation to buy everything that I'm going to need, I sold off two pairs of sneakers.
1: Nice. So it's, I've covered all of it. You need to just not look at it because you. I think you were looking like, oh, to do like a whole season, I'm, it's going to be this much money. You. What I do is I just don't buy anything until the night of the race. And I go, oh, it's going to be $11. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it
2: costs $12 to join the session.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it cost me 12 bucks. <clears throat> yeah. It's way easier to stomach to just do it as you need it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I figured that, but I, me being me, trying to be smart about it. I just, uh, I use StockX for all my hypey sneaker shit. So I have stacks and stacks of sneakers that I've never taken out of the box. So I posted two of them them on StockX that are worth a couple hundred a pop and they both sold over the weekend. So I shipped those out uh, this morning.
1: Because what's the full, if you buy everything in iRacing, what is it like 1100, it's like 1100 bucks or something?
2: No, it's gotta be more than that.
1: But that's the thing. You realize that you're not going to buy everything. Like I have a couple. I want all the cup
2: tracks. Yeah. I have a couple. cup tracks in the short tracks is what it gets you. Cause like at pro we race so many obscure little fucking random tracks. Like five flags. That it's just like, why am I buying this random semi paved oval out in Iowa? Yeah. yeah, Yep. And like, you got to buy shit like that. But like a lot of the cars are included. Usually like you get like one of each car. Like you get one cup car, one Xfinity car, one truck. yeah. And then you have to say you want to switch manufacturers, you have to pay for that. But I mean, after a season, you're going to be in like the 40% club. Yeah. So you get a discount.
1: It took me zero time to get to the 40% club, especially running that cup league I'm in that mirrors the cup schedule. Right. By the end of that season, I had bought every cup track that I didn't already have. So it was like, oh, it does not take long to get into the 40% bracket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I sold off those
0: shoes and I. you have to mail them to StockX. They verify that they're all legitimate and then you, uh, you get paid out on it, whatever. And it automatically pays my PayPal, which is hooked up to my iRacing. So I'll, I'm just gonna put all the
1: funds right Smart. to iRacing. Smart. Not uh, that I can't buy it anyway, but like And remember, you know That's have my to, justification. The other part. good thing is too, like with Cup stuff, you don't have to buy all three of them. You just buy the manufacturer you want. So like I only have the Chevy Xfinity car, I only have the Chevy Next Gen. I only have the Chevy Gen six. Like I don't need the other ones. Cause I just want to run Chevy's all the time.
2: So we yeah. need Kyle. You need to one, get a trading paints account.
1: Yeah. We got to hook him and up with
2: that. Get trading paints pro. What's it happen? costs Like you can have it's custom like, numbers. Okay. So like he and made you my could, number you could, and you could separate and you could do, um, spec maps, which allow you to do like Chrome and matte paint on your car, which I have to do that. If I paint your schemes, I have to make custom spec maps for them, but you can have custom numbers. So it's not like the generic stamp numbers. And piece of advice, when you're working your way up through the licenses, don't worry about winning. You're going to do legends cars to start, and everyone's going to be wrecking each other. And if you just drive around and avoid the wrecks, you'll level up way faster than if you were to win every race. It's all about safety rating. Because if you win every race, but you get 6X because people keep dooring you or you bump somebody out of the way, that's going to bring your rating down. But if you finish fifth with 0X, which is 0X would be zero incident points, you'll level up faster. Okay, so it's safety rating. It's not like finishing rating. Obviously, you win a race with zero X. That's the best thing you could do, but, but that's rare. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to focus on winning in the lower levels. You just need to focus on finishing clean and running as many races as possible. It's very easy at the start, but everyone is a weapon. Got it? Because <clears throat> they're all you. Yeah,
1: they've all they're all new to this, so right. they're all they're. Take what you experience, the laps you've run, and think of.
2: A field of forty, field. and I imagine it's yeah. gotten worse over the years. Probably back when I started, I mean, this is back in '11. It was a lot cleaner. Even when I did it, like I mean, I was at the,
1: I was, I started in '20, right at the start of COVID and shit, and it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: we'll uh, we'll work our way through it. Yep.
1: So
0: I'm excited. I,
2: I can't wait for pro this year. Yeah, it should be fun.
1: Should yeah. Be we got to find
2: out what they're running. We got the Nerf race coming up. Oh yeah, I gotta fucking join that. Um, that's late models, I think. No, it was uh modifieds. modifieds which is interesting. Those are so cool. they so never race. I've never
1: actually, oh, I don't even own them. I've never driven they, one. They,
2: they've changed them. So there's SK and then there's Wayland. There's the Tor, there's Tor mod and then yeah. SK mod. And they're, they handle a lot differently, but they do, they race like F1 cars. Yeah. Like there's unlimited traction. They yeah. are so cool to race. Yeah. I got to join that race because uh, I didn't race with them a lot, but
1: Nerf was a good dude. I think yeah. I only raced with them that one, that first season I was in. And there. I got to have you go get that, uh, yeah, A I was waiting piece. for you to ask me about that this <gasps> yeah, week, and totally you never forgot. did. So Totally forgot. It's okay. My mind was in truck land, and I probably would have forgot anyway. So. Yeah, probably. All right, shall we? Sure. Breaking news.
2: The news.
0: All righty. First bit of news was one of the biggest pieces of news uh, from this past week. <laughs> the uh, 14 team gets obliterated no. with a massive penalty. Zero amount of lube. Not and even spin. Nope.
1: Um, L3 penalty. It's the first... For, yeah. The first L3 we've seen, right? I this is the biggest so. single car penalty I'm just in saying, in I, I'm almost positive all we've seen is L2s. We yep. have not seen a 3 yet.
0: So, L3 penalty was issued to the 14 team for counterfeit <laughs> next-gen parts. Can we talk about Zippadelli's
1: like... Like what is uh, what? Did Quality he say? His, control? No, his like description or not description? His explanation of what happened? Yeah, like that wasn't supposed to be on the car, and it somehow accidentally ended up on the car. Why was it made? Yeah, why are you making counterfeit? Why are parts? you making? And then um, I was listening to something earlier this week. I think it was they were talking about it. If you were just like having fun, so basically what they did, we've seen, we have seen penalties for modifying parts. This was, you know, the teams are supposed to buy these. Parts from one manufacturer, single source parts. They went out and made their own version of the part to the point where it even apparently had like the stickers and the markings like the real ones do. But they made their own part counterfeit and like made it a little bit better, which apparently didn't work. Didn't work at all. Yeah, it didn't work at all. But so they took a 31st place car and ran 30th with it. No, they ran 32nd. Oh, no. um, even better. Zipidelli was like. Yeah, this was, this was supposed to be just used at the shop as mock-up. It was not supposed to be on the car. Uh, it was a quality control issue in the shop. It got overlooked, blah, blah, blah. And to that, I say, again, why was it made? Why? For, why, why was it made in the first place? And why did you go through all the trouble to make it look legit? Like if it was just a a piece for mock-up like you wouldn't go to the, through the time of putting the right stickers yeah and and why don't you mark it as and, uh, mock-up only you, yeah spray paint the freaking thing red or yeah. like even in, in like a paint pen like mock-up you know what i mean put a or big some, x on put it Put a big x on it or something so <laughs> that that uh explanation to me does not hold water no <laughs> i don't buy it whatsoever i don't, I don't buy that for did a, did you part it, it was it was the nackaduck
2: it was literally a nackaduck yeah like how much are you gaining by that how surprised. much money are you saving? Look at how
1: much these guys gain at super speedways from putting their hand over the gap in the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like fair. I'm sure whatever they did, I mean, it, it didn't look like it helped at all, but maybe. yeah, that was dumb. So like, uh, oh, the 14 yeah. team season is basically over. Yeah. So what
0: was the, it was, it is 120 driver owner points, oh, 25 playoff points to which they don't have any, they don't have any. So that's so okay. Negative 25, six race suspension for Johnny Glossmeyer. And $250,000 oh, so was a quarter mil,
1: wasn't it? Yep. That's yep. the biggest hit. Brutal. I mean, he went, he dropped to like what? 45th in points. Oh something? yeah. He's toast. Yeah. I mean, these dot.
0: if they win to get in, which they haven't been running well at all, but if they win to get in, they start negative <laughs> 25. Like, okay. Yeah.
2: You're done. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, pretty much, kiss that season goodbye. Did you see that penalty conveniently put Chase Elliott in the top thirty? Conspiracy. I didn't. Yeah, he's still in a must-win situation yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it puts him <laughs> in the, it puts him in the top thirty before he gets suspended for a week.
0: Did anyone have Briscoe in their playoffs? Oh God. Uh, nope. Thank God.
1: Wait, none of us did. Nope. I'm surprised after how well he ran the end of yeah. the year last year, and we
2: didn't have we had that like friendly memory. Did. I mean, even without this, he wasn't getting in the playoffs. I mean, they were dropping like a freaking rock through the points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was in like eighth place like four weeks ago in just like literally 30th place, 30th place, 30th place, 30th place, 30th place.
0: Well, the good news is that both Dan and I have Eric Jones. So here we go.
1: Yeah, we figured that out a couple weeks ago. Did I not? Yeah, you did. No, you do not. So that's what I mean. Me and Kyle had Eric Jones's performance last year at the end of the year fresh in our minds, so we went with that. Yeah. That was a terrible move. (laughs) Um, All right. Keep plugging along here.
0: Um, Next bit of news. No surprise here. Chase Elliott gets his second waiver of the season (gasps) to remain
1: eligible. (laughs) I'm sure. Is why go, do we even bother? Is he going for the record? See how many waivers you can get in one year? Like, he, why do he we why do we has bother? Yeah, yeah, so he has the record. Yeah. What's the point? I don't see the fucking point. <clears throat> every single person that does anything wrong ever gets a waiver. Have they ever denied? Just one? do away with it. I don't think they've ever denied. No, one.
0: there's no point.
1: There is no point. If there was yeah, already, waivers are stupid. if there was already a precedent for somebody getting injured outside of the car and someone getting suspended, getting waivers, I can't see anything where, where you wouldn't get a waiver. Josh Williams parked his
0: car on the racetrack, got out, walked away, and left the car there, gets suspended, and they gave him a waiver. Yeah. What What do you have to do? Drive
1: your car up the grandstands yes, to in, get kicked in, out? Into the tower. <laughs> okay. Park, park your car in the cup hall, in the, the big hauler. Do you have to, like, take out Kip? You just like, start running over officials. Like, yeah. like
0: <laughs> what do you, you? have to go like five. Way, go
1: five star GTA to not get <laughs> to not get a waiver.
2: <laughs> He's got a chopper
1: on him. Yeah, I don't
2: understand. The guy, the the guy, guy that he stole the pace car got a waiver. He probably did. He bro. parked under a tent. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Re- I mean, no one's surprised, but I had to. Bring no it up. the the waiver system's dumb. The top thirty that should be the only. I agree. Yeah, we said that last. Yeah, I agree. It's. It's
0: just dumb. But anyway, we had to bring it up. Um, Next bit of news. Tricon Garage was in the news a bit with some issues. Uh, Corey Heim was out for the weekend with an illness. Yes. Hope he's all right. Um, So that brought up Mr. Jesse Love. Jesse Love. Jesse Love. From ARCA filling in, driving the number 11 and Tony Breidinger. Breidinger? I don't know how to say it. I heard Breidinger. Go with it. Whatever. Uh, She will be back driving the number one truck or was, I should say. Yep. So filling in there, hopefully Corey Heim is just fine. Moving on. Um, Apparently FedEx is close, quote unquote, to striking a deal to stay with the 11 through the duration of the 2024 season. Seems to be only a one year extension.
2: Surprised. And it's probably only a one race deal because that's about how much we see FedEx now.
1: I was going to say I haven't seen a FedEx car in weeks. A lot less than we normally do.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: They're definitely uh, definitely backing down, but well, good to see them continue because I'm I'm sure that's going to be the same road that we go down that we did with Kyle Bush with M and M's leaving as soon as FedEx leaves. It'll be questionable if Denny returns to the eleven. I think.
1: I yeah. um yeah, and you know what? After the whole Kyle Bush saga, like I wouldn't have ever thought that Denny would ever leave Joe Gibbs. I would have never thought Kyle Bush would have left Joe Gibbs. But after the watching the summer of Kyle Bush last year, mm-hmm. anything's on the table at this point. Yeah. Yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, All right, keeping moving. Phoenix was announced to be returning to the Cup Championship for 2024.
1: Whoa! Where do you want it to go? Anywhere but Phoenix. Okay. Charlotte. I I still say Charlotte, but I still think it might be. We're
0: also limited that time of year. That's the issue.
1: We've talked about this on here before. Move it back to Homestead so Larson can win every time. I think you're really limited to. Yes, I I agree with that. If Fontana wasn't going away, we could say Fontana, but you're really limited to like Phoenix, Texas, Dakota, Homestead, Atlanta. That's about it.
2: Atlanta, would Daytona, be fun. Daytona. I just I think it should be on the East Coast. Like I I hate still that they have to drive all the way all up the way there. across the country to do the championship. Like how much stuff they're dragging across country for yeah. that? Yeah. I would That's much tough. rather be closer to home, but I understand weather and stuff like that. Phoenix puts on a good, a good event, but though. I think they, they do a great job. Phoenix next year is like November 4th or Phoenix, something like that? Phoenix
1: puts on a good event. They just don't it's put on like, a good
2: race. I feel like it's like two weeks earlier than normal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I ran so. old Phoenix on the, uh, the SIM. <clears throat> I miss old Phoenix. Me too. As soon as I was running and I was so confused, I'm like, this isn't new Phoenix
1: at all. Yeah.
2: What is this green stuff?
1: Yep. <laughs> so I, it, I don't know. I mean, you look at the list of the tracks I just named off Atlanta, Daytona and Coda are out. They're not going to hold the championship race on a super speedway or no, course. No. So that leaves you with basically Homestead, Texas, and Phoenix. Yep. Because I still think Charlotte's too far north. Is, I would like to see it at Charlotte. It'd be cool. But I just don't. Yeah.
2: I, I would think it's, take Homestead or Texas. Although Texas is still hit or miss. Whether that if they repave Texas, then we'll talk. But the mile and a half s put on a show. I mean, you can't yep. miss with Homestead. Homestead, Homestead would be so fucking good. awesome. I loved I, Homestead. I, I
1: didn't appreciate Homestead when we had it as the championship oh, I race. It. I for some reason had it always in my head growing up of it was like the boring mile and a half. Give me the and, teal safer barrier. Yeah, I started to right? get I, I started those. to really mm-hmm. appreciate Homestead the last few years the championship race was there. Why is
0: Homestead the only place that has colored barriers?
1: I don't know. Vegas, Vegas has yellow. Vegas is yellow. And oh yeah. Char- yeah that's Charlotte true. Charlton, was too. Darlington's red and white. Yeah, but they're all whitened with some red. Charlotte was Martin's yellow uh, too. in the Lowe's days. Charlotte yep. was yellow.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's <clears> true. true. Good point. All right. Anyway, there's
2: a few different colors. I think California is also teal.
0: Um, interesting bit of news that I uh, added here. Um, I was reading a thing on racer.com. Kelly Crandall put up, um, she met with Trevor Bain and Trevor Bain had an Xfinity ride with JGR lined up for the season. And apparently they got catfished by the sponsor.
2: No, which fell that sponsor apart. sponsor wasn't devoted to him. <laughs> apparently.
0: Zing. Um, and that fell apart last minute, but he said he will be doing at least a race or two this year <clears> hmm. with JGR. And it's, the sponsor it's too bad will be because he did CD solar. Yeah, he did really well last year in the few starts and didn't win, but he, he was running up front the few times he was in the car last year. I mean, year.
2: he apparently brings more sponsor than Ryan Truex. I mean, Ryan Truex shows up every week with Toyota on the car. Right. right. So, I mean, he's there with sponsor. It's just. <clears throat> how much are they willing to put out is that one of those sponsors kind of like the landing castle deal yeah where it's like it's very hit or miss where they can actually Was that voyager do it. yeah yeah yep i know um trevor baines is like a what is it it's like um like a protein supplement or something like that mm-hmm. the muscle milk stuff yeah it's it's um Check it's like, a, new fucking it's like a protein powder or something like that yeah, um, yeah. where it's obviously not as well uh, known no uh, what is it like irregular i guess as the voyager Mm. Or, or like unknown, I guess. Weird, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just like unpredictable. Like Voyager was so dependent on how- How crypto Crypto did. works, yeah. 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 And when crypto
0: crashed, it, obviously they had to leave. It's just too bad because like, uh, if you're not, if you don't bring sponsor dollars, you're not getting a car, period. Yeah. I really hope that the TV deal changes the way that this sport works so yeah. we could see talent over dollars. And it, it, it's just too bad because we got people like- We got people in cars that probably shouldn't be in them because they bring money. Absolutely. 77. I mean,
2: there's, there's still plenty of people that race and scrounge up sponsorships like Tyler Reddick. For example, Tyler Reddick has never had a real sponsor. Like he's picked up sponsors. Obviously every sponsor at RCR was not a Tyler Reddick sponsor, right? Like he's one of those guys that he's gotten through it with just being good and he can attract sponsors for seasons at a time. Mm Mm-hmm but like there's few drivers that have <clears throat> big name sponsors attached to them forever. Right. Like Ty Dillon, we assumed he was bringing bass pro shops over with him Cause he's had them on his car forever. He didn't Ferris. Yeah. Ferris. And now he has Ferris, but yep. they're only on the car like two or three times. Yeah. So, I mean, there's drivers out there that we assume have big sponsors, but don't. Yeah. Yeah. I just
0: hope that the TV deal <clears throat> brings enough money in that, you know, they can worry about talent more than they have to worry about sponsors. That's all I'm saying. I hope so, but it, it I feel like it won't.
2: Wishful be. thinking. Yeah. Wishful thinking. I mean, yeah. every owner still wants to just become Roger Penske. Yeah. yeah. Like if I can make more money, I'm going to make more money.
1: Yeah. Well, sure. I was watching. So speaking of the sponsor stuff, have any, have either of you checked out? Probably not, but that Flow Racing show, the Dirt show? No. It I'm is not. fucking phenomenal. But yeah. They follow Kyle Larson around, and there's a lot of talk about his early days, and then they, they really do touch on the cup stuff a lot. And uh, the third episode, they were talking to him about when he first like moved to North Carolina to try to make it in cup. And he was talking about having meetings with Hendrick and Penske and Roush and all these teams. And they're all like, yeah, we really like you. Like you're really coming up in the dirt world. You're winning a lot of big races. Uh, By the way, do you have like $5 million? Yeah. And he was like, "I, I can't. What? He was a kid at the time, you know? Yeah. And I guess his last meeting was with Chip Ganassi and that's Chip Ganassi was basically like, I don't fucking care. You're a good driver. Get in my car.
2: Yeah. Chip Ganassi. Because he had, that was his whole thing is I like winners and Chip Ganassi had target. That's the, like 20 something years. Kyle literally
1: said that in the show. He goes, Chip was in a position to do that because he had target. He had the target money was just overflowing and he was like, I'll put the good kid in my car. Thank you. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, a little side note that watch that it is. I'm not super, super in dirt racing. It is a phenomenal show. The camera angles. It's what that race for the championship thing should have been. It is yeah, it's
2: on flow. So it costs roughly no, $65 they, they, a month.
1: They post the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the episodes on YouTube. All the right. first three episodes. They like, oh, they, nice. I, I think they come out on like Tuesday and then they're on YouTube by like the end of the week. So I've yeah. watched like the first three episodes on YouTube. Um, it They're so fucking good. Like it, it's unbelievably well done. They They follow. There's like four, three or four or five guys they follow, but Larson's one of them. And like, they had a whole segment on his wife, her shotgun and beers. Yeah, and like, she's was, the best. They had a whole, it was like a five minute segment on how that started on her shotgunning and beers and trackside goat. Yeah. It's so fucking funny, but like call it that forever. They actually had, there was a whole segment on the last episode talking about like scary crashes. And they talked to Larson about his Daytona crash. Oh yeah. Dude. He actually sat in the car in the show like he lowers it down on the lift because he still owns that car yeah and he's talking about how like he didn't think the crash was that bad and then like after he got out he looked back in the car and was like oh where's my like, motor <laughs> the pedal well no he looked in the interior and he said like where his legs go is all like bent and crushed in he's like i don't even know how my- i didn't break my legs he's like all my pedals are gone like they're gone the pedals just sheared off the car like he's like yeah. i don't know how i walked away from this car but it was crazy And he goes <laughs> He goes, it's a good thing I haven't gained any weight. I can, I can still get in this car. <laughs> he, he climbs in it and he's like, he's sitting all sideways and shit because it's all fucking twisted. That thing's fucked. Yeah. yeah. That was wild. Yeah.
0: Forgot about that. I always forget
1: about that. I always one. forget about that wreck too. Yep. Uh, and the last bit of
0: news I put up was Gateway did sell out yet again. Oh, I didn't hear that. Nice. Yep. Yep. Another sellout for Gateway. Uh, not so great on their internet uh, service, but.
1: Worldwide technology does not work.
0: Nope, it did, did not. And we saw that uh, on Sunday. Technology worldwide, wide, wide. Uh, and that's all I have for news. Pretty
1: light bit of news, but Dan looks like he's got something. Did you hear about the Oregon Trail that Alpha Prime had to go on? Oh, yeah. So for those that didn't hear, Alpha Prime was bring, sending two trailers out for the Xfinity race in Portland, and they literally called it their Oregon Trail. Oh, what the hell? I lost it. There it is. So this was midweek last week. Uh, Alpha Prime posted to Twitter The 44 slash 45 hauler truck broke down in St. Louis was quoted 24 K to fix it. Won't be doing that. Then the 43 hauler with the backup car trailer blew all the airbags near Kansas city. Can't be repaired till Sunday at the earliest. So then they get like backup trucks heading out there update. The other truck just broke 200 miles away. NASCAR is helping me coordinate getting a spare truck to the, to the trailer to bring it the rest of the way. Update truck two has a blown motor. It'll just be a casualty of the Oregon Trail. NASCAR truck has picked up the trailer and they're rolling two hours from the track. The dually is about four hours away. Talk about a fucking when the back when your spare truck coming to help one of the other trucks blows a motor.
2: Good Lord.
1: fucking adventure that
2: must have been. Luckily, all their drivers are able to finish the race without issue. Yeah. (laughs) But this is that's a prime example why we don't need to be sending these lower teams on the other side of the fucking country. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to send them all the way to the Northwest and these teams that operate on like $25,000 a year. I
1: mean that truck needing $24,000 of repair that they, they're not Hendrick. They're not and pulling Alpha that Prime out of ass. Is one of the bigger expenses Yeah.
2: It's not like they're a small, like room brothers or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not,
1: it's not the guy at the Arca it's race not with not the truck.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, they're a pretty good sized team. Yeah. And them having this many issues is scary. Oh, I mean, awful. imagine
1: that in one trip. Like all of that. Oh. Like-
0: <laughs> you guys better win
1: cuz we got to pay for this. Yeah, or I
0: don't know, <laughs> we're walking home. Yeah. Oh. Rough rough week for them. Uh but they made it. Yeah, they did make they it. They made it. They got on track. Um all right. So, how do you want to do this? Shall we go just in order as we usually do? Truck Truckfinity Cup? Might as well, yeah. All right. Oh. This one.
1: I think it's just something with that seat, because on this week's... Since we turned it, it's... On this week's Topics episode, John was having trouble with the buttons. He was hitting all sorts. He was meant to hit one, hit another one, hit two at one time.
0: Rough. Anyway, all right, let's do the Toyota 200 Truck Series race at Gateway on Saturday. Uh, I don't know if you guys spent much time watching the races over the weekend, but I thought it was great having them both back-to-back.
1: I did not get Mm. to watch the truck race. I watched most of... well. Probably second half of the Xfinity race and most of the cup race. Yeah, we had uh, some good times. But anyway. Shouts to uh, Carderopoli for getting off work and getting to go watch the truck race. Yeah, we got plenty of good updates from Mr. Carderopoli. Yeah, I know. My phone was blowing up. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, um, oh no, no, it was when he was sending messages to the our Instagram. Me and Steph were sitting there and we'd both get the message at the same time because she still signed in the account too from the... Media Day. Well, challenge that's your own last fault. year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, we had Matt Crafton go to the rear for an inspection failure, Raja Karuth for an engine change, Hos- uh, Carson Hosevar and Josh Rayum for unapproved adjustments. Ty Majeski led the field to green from the outside alongside Ben Rhodes. Uh, didn't make it very far when we get Brett Holmes uh, in 25th spin on the back stretch and Clay Greenfield the back of the pack stopped on the back stretch with damage and no power. We did get back to green pretty quickly. We'll get to 20 lap 21 when Dean Thompson pits from 12th had lost oil pressure entirely. And we also had another car stopped at lap 29. Stephen Malozzi uh, on the front stretch made it to pit road but then it died. So we have a lot of truck trouble the first 30 laps. But we restart at 35 for the end of the stage. Grant finger ends up taking the stage, uh, followed by Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, Zane Smith, and Matty D, your top five. Tanner Gray, Christian Ekis, Chase Purdy, Carson Hosovar, and Stuart Friesen, your top 10 in the first stage. We get back to green four, second stage. We get to forty four. Zane Smith gives Ty Majeski a good bump going into turn one, passes him on exit to take the lead. Ty Majeski takes it back at forty six. Good battle between those two boys. We get to fifty four, and Jack Wood gets spun by Chris Hacker from mid twenties or so after he checked up when Norm Benning was in front of him, bringing out the caution.
2: Yeah, holy cow, is Norm Benning slow? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like it was like he wasn't even moving. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, you stacked them all up behind him. Yep.
0: Um, all right, we get to 67. Uh Connor Jones spins from 16th getting into turn one. Um, got squeezed, dive trying to dive under Matty D. Uh, got pretty hard contact in the outside wall, but ended stage two under caution for that. With Stuart Friesen taking the second stage followed by Ty Majesky, Nick Sanchez, Christian Eckes, and Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, Grant Enfinger, Tanner Gray, Daniel Dye, and Taylor Gray, your top 10 in the second stage. We start stage three. out. Uh, we get to 87. Uh, we have the Haley Deegan and Nick Sanchez dust up. Deegan's heading into turn three. Sanchez dove it in way too deep and dumped her. Rip. Pretty much. Yeah. Ran right into the back of her, picked up the rear end, and that thing spun into the wall. She hit that wall a ton.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that truck was done, so Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> rough, rough wreck there. She was okay, thankfully, but she uh, done for the day. If that girl can't like, figure it out. just No, she's just in other people's in other shit. other people's shit constantly. Someone yeah. runs her over. She was running well and yeah. then just gets ran the fuck over. I think they, she was in
2: 10th at the time. Ish. It wasn't too far off of what she did last week in the opposite order.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. We get to 125. Chris Hackersman's from 23rd after getting into it with Josh Ryum. Uh, save Granite and Fingris. Who's about to come in the pit road? So everyone pits. We restart at 141. Zane Smith outside alongside Carson Hosevar. Carson Hosfer throws a mean block on Stuart Friesen uh, on the backstretch, keeping second place. A lot of blocks from
2: Carson. <clears throat> Pretty, yeah, uh, Friesen creative. also rocket fast all night. Yeah, it was.
0: All right. Uh, we get to a restart at 155. Zane Smith outside grand in finger second inside. They go four wide at the start. Uh, Majeski catches up to Zane Smith, challenging for the lead going into three. Majeski gets loose under Zane takes them both out. Grand Enfinger finger takes the lead on that one, sending us into overtime. Uh, Grant and finger outside alongside Christian Eckes Enfinger finger clears Eckes off a two, takes the white flag and sells off into the sunset, but not before Spencer Boyd, Roger Carruth, Chris Hacker all go for a ride in turn two. They did leave the green flag out until the leaders crossed the finish line. So, Grannon Finger takes the checkered flag followed by Christian Eckes, Stuart Friesen, Carson Hosevar, Chase Purdy, your top five, Maddie D, Ben Rhodes, Nick Sanchez, Jesse Love, and Jake Garcia, your top 10. Great run for Jesse Love. In yeah, the no kidding. Truck, huh? yeah. Starting 20th, filling finishing
1: 9th. Filling in and getting the top 10, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great run for him. Um, yeah, I was going to touch on the playoff standings for truck, but we're, we're too far apart. We'll keep
1: it rolling. Because I mean, Jesus, what do we got? Like four races till their playoffs start? Yeah. I'm probably
0: like six months worth of breaks in between. <laughs> I was going to say, mean, yeah,
2: they I four know- races, but over the span of three and a half months. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. How many do they have? Actually, Pocono. <laughs> tell me they're off till <laughs> Pocono. Tell
1: me it's, you got it right. It's four. Is it really four? It's four. I had a feeling it was like four. Yep. Um, they are off.
0: For basically three weeks. Jesus um, Christ. They are not back until June 23rd. So exactly 20 days later. So one day shy of three weeks. We're at Nashville. Nashville. Yep. And then they're off until the 8th of July when they're doing mid Ohio.
1: Yep. That's a great race. That's a fun race. I really like that yep.
0: one a lot. And then they're off for two weeks until Pocono. F- Pocono. And then they are. um, Then the next week they're at Richmond. Richmond. And then they're off until the round of 10, August 11th. Jesus.
1: Christ. I I've ne- I don't get the trucks. Sc- One, uh, two, truck three, four races. So bad.
2: Four races. I mean, not as bad as putting the Xfinity cars on road courses for two weeks in a row. So four races
1: now between, what is it? June 5th and August 11th. Four. Cup has 11. They have four. <laughs> Shish. Yeesh. Shish. So for almost all, a third, so for all the people in cup saying
2: you want more off weekends, apply to, to a game. <laughs> It'd be great. I'd agree to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. If you're lucky and just go race trucks. No, I'm talking about like the guys that, I mean, I'd do that. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Right. But Kyle Bush isn't. Oh no, I'm not talking yeah.
1: about drivers. I'm talking about like the, you know, there's been all the talk over the last couple of years of like mm-hmm. the shop guys saying they don't get a lot of time
2: off and stuff. Well, go to the truck series. Cause oh, apparently right, yeah, go make $12,000 a year. If you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> go work on a truck. Yeah, fair enough. Or half of these teams are just people donating. Volunteers time. like yeah. Nick. Hey, he uh, got on TV though, so.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> Heading a few thousand miles away for the Pacific Office Automation 147. <laughs> what? Pacific Office Automation
2: 147. Or as we know in our hearts, the Jesse Uwujie 147. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> what a what a cool fucking track, though. <laughs> Oh, I love that place. That's like such a, a good time. The the view in the background of the mountains. Yeah, oh, the
2: mountains is very cool. It is very, very picturesque.
1: Cool and I and I know that they set the car up probably wrong, but watching Parker Klingerman three wheel that thing all over the racetrack was. I don't awesome. care if it was
2: wrong. It, he was like the third fastest car all It's because you look at it and these like they said it on the broadcast. Until
1: it wasn't. They say it on the broadcast when it well, he
2: tried to make yeah. it a first fastest car and took <laughs> it out. The didn't work.
1: Too. Yep. But when they they said it on the broadcast, it looks like it should be slower, but on corner exit, when you're putting all that weight on yeah. that, it it just hooks, you know? It was great. It was so
2: cool. Oh, it right. was was, so, it's like watching the Robbie Gordon super trucks. Yes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It was very Cause cool. Because it would
1: just very slowly like lift the inside wheel up. And like,
2: I think yes. I didn't pay that close of attention to the race. I was kind of watching it over my shoulder, but was he the only one that was three wheeling? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. At least part. in like the top 10. I didn't see There was a else.
1: few that were occasionally lifting the inside wheel. He was like, every time he turned the wheel, it was lifting the inside wheel.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Let's uh, kick this thing off. Sheldon Creed led the field on the inside alongside John Hunter Nemechek. Um <laughs> We don't make it very far. We only make it to the first turn when Chandler Smith goes for a ride after getting into it with Connor Mosek. Um Don't worry. He makes
1: a lot more friends. Re- remember that day. name. but yeah. Remember that name, Chandler Smith. Yeah, <laughs> this is fun. Oh uh,
0: We only make it one more lap when Sammy Smith has to come into pit with a shifter issue. He was stuck in second gear. Um, We get to lap seven. Chandler Smith misses the chicane, has to do a pass through penalty. Brennan Poole gets off track and lap 17 ends up heading to the garage. We get a caution at 19 when Stefan Parsons ends up stopped on the track in turn three. And during that caution, before we get back to green, Daniel Hemrick's car implodes. Yeah, the and blue lights on fire,
2: blue and oil cooler.
1: I
0: didn't even see that. that
2: thing. Did yep. it just did it just go up in flames out of nowhere? Yeah, where. they're under. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Under caution, in line, just sorry, it's coming out the hood. Really, it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as like the Watkins Glen. I remember that where it blew up. Yeah, but it's his car just like randomly just caught on fire, and it was like a thick fire. Yeah, so it was clearly oil. Yep, and he was just like trying to get out of the car pretty quickly, and cars are like going by at like a fairly good speed. Mm-hmm. He's just like climbing out the windows like that sketchy. Like hopefully like everyone's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. The college cars did not show up with the best of quality. No, they had short bursts of speed.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, all right. So John Hunter uh, gets around Sheldon Creed at lap 25, entering turn one. It goes wide. Uh, I think it was 12 when he goes wide. Sheldon Creed retakes the lead, ends up taking the first stage.
1: Yeah. Those two had a great battle. They through. really did. Good. Battle. They really did.
0: A uh, little payback comes up comes up later on, too. Um, Sheldon Creed takes the stage, followed by John Hunter, Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, Austin Hill, Josh Berry, Jordan Taylor in sixth. Woo! Cole Custer in seventh. Myatt Snyder, Parker Kligerman, and Riley Herbst in tenth for the first stage. Jordan Taylor looked like a fucking pro out
2: there. He really did. He wheeled that. All car. fucking day. Yep. Did you guys hear until the car race fell. comments? No. Pretty much, he was like, these guys race with a lot more respect than I thought pretty much throwing shade at the cup guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he raced the cup guys at Coda and he pretty much said no one out there showed me any respect. Yeah. And he commented on the Xfinity race and he goes, every person that I either passed or they passed or I passed or they passed me. He goes, it took multiple attempts. There was a little bit of rubbing, but he goes, I love rubbing, rubbing's racing. He goes, there was no like blatantly just moving people, knocking you out of the way. He goes, it was very respectful. He goes, it was an absolute blast. Yeah. I hope he comes back because opposed to the cup race where everyone just
1: bulldozed through him. He had 20 minutes of practice. Yep. What do you put it? Like sixth in qualifying? Something like that. He qualified top top
0: five. Yeah. Top five, top six. Yeah. Something like that.
2: And he stayed there all damn day until the car blew up. Yep. Like uh, somebody posted a video. He's like, I thought there was 30 minutes of practice. There was only 20 minutes of practice. Yeah. It cuts to to, We talk about practice. <laughs> Jordan put it up. Yeah, it was he Jordan made then, it. Then, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, the king of the reels. Oh, he really is. Nice. I didn't
1: do that on purpose, but well done. Well done. I'll take oh, credit. I see what you did. Then. And he liked our story. I know. I told you to slide into his DMs and be like, "Yo, come on the show. We love you."
0: He's I mean,
1: probably, we, we were big Jordan Taylor fans before he even he's got probably into Probably a touch bitty busy with uh, Le Mans. Yeah, yeah man. he's got something coming up. I'm next surprised weekend.
2: he honestly did this race. I'm, I am too, with it being so close. Yeah, yeah. He's heading off to uh, Le Mans. He's probably there right now because they're like practicing all
1: week. They were doing scrutineering and shit. I mean, we didn't touch on it in the news. I actually meant to bring that up in the news, but how fucking cool is that thing? Look around all oh my this God, board, around so all bad. those Dude, how cars. How big is it? It like, looks a tank. like it looks like all the memes of the giant BMW, <laughs> yeah. but it's not a meme. Yeah, I saw somebody. This is not Photoshop. I saw somebody was like, that's not the pace car because it looks like a pace car. It's bigger than like the prototypes, but it's the same size as the GT. Cars. Yeah, but the prototypes are really small, but, yeah. but they're also very low slung. This, yeah. Is, yeah. How this is a cool, full well, ass car. I, I was watching a video. How cool is the like scrutineering process? It's in the middle of town and like the whole town comes out to watch it yeah, and stuff. So badass. Like so badass. And that thing is what did they say? Three or two seconds faster than the GTA mm-hmm. cars,
2: the GTM yeah. cars. So it's faster than the GT cars. It's still a little slower than the prototypes. Yeah, uh, Borst has a question about it or has a comment about it yeah. later. So we'll bring so it up. So that'll be very way. cool. It'll be passing stuff out there, which is way all I want. way better than expected, yep. to be honest. Yeah. It'll it'll do well until Jimmy I honestly it expected it to be out there just a moving in the way. Yeah. Well, let's hope Jimmy doesn't wreck it. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Hang it up. All right. (laughs) This Uh, this was prepared by Hendrick, not Legacy Motor Club. Yeah. Well, anyway, Uh,
0: the field does get frozen during the stage
1: breaks um, because a lot of the pit crews are not there. I'm not going to lie. I love the non-competitive pit stops because the like the team chef gets to come out and change tires. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why I love it because like, these are the guys, just the normal shop guys get to come out and like, have their moment of like going over the wall. I and, was
2: so thrown off by that. Yeah. I was like, is there a red flag? What's going on? Like what I happened? just, and I was like, Oh, it's cause they have, yeah. Just- They've, They've got, got the, and friends changing tires um, out there. I,
1: it just looks fu- like I love it because like I said, it's these guys that do all the thankless shop jobs that don't get their name on TV yeah. during the pit crew challenge and stuff. They get to go out and play pit crew for a day. And I think it's cool. The as guy hell. that drives the truck is the Jack man. Yeah. I think it's cool as hell. I think it's great. Um, also, we had a driver change during
0: the uh, field frozen first stage break. Uh, Leland Honeyman uh, feeling a little bit under
1: the weather and our boy, Mr. Brad Perez. So, Talk about a lucky lucky circumstance that he had all his shit with him because he's racing Sonoma next week. Yep. So they he just happened to have all his stuff with him. So it worked out great. Yeah, worked out well. And he did well. He was fucking... Yeah, he, he did well to start. No, he was wheeling that thing at yeah. the end. He was up to like 15th coming to the white flag. Yeah. Or he was in like the, you know, top 15, top 17. And then like he it was one corner short.
2: Yeah, I think when he got in the car, it was top 15 and he maintained. Yeah. And was doing a great job, but it sounds like he went off track by himself. Yeah. Uh, dinked the thing Wind, up. Windshield deeped it.
1: Yep, yep sure did.
0: All righty. Um, we get back to green for the second stage. Uh, great battle with Allgaier and Sheldon Creed um all over each other uh right around lap 39 but clean. Or so. A lot of the yeah.
2: racing up front. I mean, these guys were moving each other, but it wasn't like horrible yeah. until yeah. the Sheldon Creed... 20 incident which it might have already happened no it nope, didn't about that's the end but of the stage but that was the only thing up up front that was like oh like they're being physical and that was literally payback when i, I mm-hmm. this is around when
1: i got home and i turned the race on and i was like i they were showing the cars and i was like some of those have to be lap down cars i mean the top seven were under a blanket yeah and mm-hmm. i thought there was like the leader and maybe some lap down cars and i'm looking at the the leaderboard and i'm like oh shit that's the whole like top seven
2: they put on such they a put good on show such a good yeah, show they that was the entire race, The yeah. it was That's like seven, six or seven yeah. cars, the entire race that just pulled out like a three second lead and, and then just raced each battled other. amongst themselves. Super clean. It was super good racing the entire
0: day. It was yeah. awesome. I I, thought, I love this track. I, I, it puts on such a good show. It did last year. Glad it did just, again this it's year. One of those
2: tracks that it's like, it's a cool track, but it's not like a f- super fancy facility. Kind of like yeah. Mid Ohio is the same yeah, way. It, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very similar to Mid Ohio, yeah, especially it's, it's, when you see it's a sports car track, It's not a NASCAR
1: track. When you see Victory Lane, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's just like I on the saw, side of someone's I house. Spanner on the side of a
2: house. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that can't be. I'm like. Is that Gateway? I was like, no, they're at Portland. I was like, that's <laughs> embarrassing. Dude. It looked like some the bill Like At least year. paint the ground. Yeah, it looked like, like you couldn't bring out one of those temporary trucks. Yeah, and just do a temporary it, start. It, finish it looked line. like
1: Bill next door set it up in his driveway, and they're like, "Oh, bring paint? it over
0: here. Get, go yeah. get some white and black paint. Paint checkered flags in a, a
1: cube. Yeah, yeah
0: just it look, paint the it ground. Like yeah. Something
2: you'd see at like a local SCCA event. Auto like, like, like event.
0: if drinks. they painted the ground. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. It would have looked great. Because it would have been a banner. Put some lights on there. You'd put some lights and just shine them in everyone's faces so you can't see the building. It just looked, blind
2: the it shit out yeah, of them like paint the ground. That's old Phil from next door. Setting up the projector out yeah. in the yard. Bring it, the kids
1: it over. It looked like they forgot to set it up and quickly set it up. Yeah, yeah it, was it was like <laughs> bad. The middle school
2: dance speakers on the yeah. side. And <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I saw a They should have just had a bunch of people with like the little poppers on yeah, the side. Dude, just put... I saw a picture and I was like, that's literally
1: depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was depressing
0: rough green screen it for all I care Jesus (laughs) Christ do something anyway um, all right coming to the end of the second stage we have Sheldon Creed uh, spinning in turn 11 while leading after John Hunter Nemechek kind of gives him the old shipperoo. yeet and Cole Custer uh, and John Hunter kind of drag race a, to the checkered flag.
1: What a drag race. That yeah. was so awesome. Yeah.
0: So Cole Custer takes the second stage. Uh, John Hunter, Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, Parker Kligerman, and Jordan Taylor. Whoop. In your top five, Sheldon Creed, Sam Mayer, Riley Herbst, Austin Hill, and Jeb Burton. Your top 10 in
1: the second stage. John Hunter moved Sheldon and didn't even win the stage. And now he's pissed Sheldon off. Like yeah. talk about your uh, worst case scenario. Yep. And
0: we get to 56 when the payback is returned. Uh, Sheldon Creed uh, gives Hunt- John Hunter a little shipperoo and I think turn 12. Something like that.
2: He hunted him yeah, down. It and was like it was the coming. second to last corner. Yeah. I mean, it screwed everybody behind them. Yes. Including Sheldon, but he got his revenge. Yeah,
0: sure did. Um, all right. We get to lap 60. Sammy Smith gets into the back of John Hunter getting into turn one. John Hunter then kind of doors a living shit out of him. Sammy, a couple Sammy later. Smith
2: like didn't even try. To yeah, make that the was that was very similar to like no, Uji. Um, <laughs> not, <laughs> I think it was the same corner. Uji, like almost like the Kyle Larson, Ty Dillon, dude thing from d- or, uh, Indy last that, year.
1: That um, camera on the wall when you're seeing John Hunter coming through the corner. And then Sammy Smith, just Leroy Jenkins, his way th- into his door. Yeah. Like he was going 40 miles an hour yeah. faster, like midair, as midair, he jumping
2: over the curb. That hits was bad. Him.
1: Leroy yeah. Jenkins. And then, yeah, like you said, then there was the view looking at the back of the cars and like John Hunter gets to Sammy Smith and just, that wasn't like a light tire rub. Like, Hey, I'm unhappy with you. That was like, go, go fuck yourself.
2: Yep. Uh, the timing of it was perfect though. Cause Sammy Smith knocks him off the track and he's like, Oh shit. I screwed up. Let's get out of here. And John Hunter merges back onto the track right, right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> and you just know Sammy Smith's just like, shit,
0: shit. <laughs> I'm going in that in moment. Grass, he knew he fucked up. He fucked up. Uh, we get a 67. We end up with a caution. When Riley Herp starts billowing smoke in turn nine ends up stopped.
1: That on the onboard, listening to that motor literally eat itself alive. Yeah, he definitely missed a shift. I mean, that thing was running and then it just marbles in a coffee can it just ate itself
0: yep and we get to lap 69 nice when jordan taylor
1: has to come in and pit yeah he just disappeared we had people on our discord like where jordan go and i saw he him.
2: disappeared during the during the commercial break
1: yes and i saw on twitter i think what he lose second and third second year. and third yeah that sucks
2: i saw that coming too when he was he was having such a good race he qualified well managed the entire race was in fifth and sixth the entire time i was like what's gonna happen yeah like how is this going to end badly for him? Because I just felt like it was, <laughs> it was one of those situations where I was like, something's going to go wrong.
0: If anyone deserved and earned a top 10, oh, it's a, that, man. Absolutely. Oh, so bummed for him. He
2: had am blast.
0: S- I'm it. so glad. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it didn't pan out because it's going to make him come back.
1: He's going to want to come back, yeah. I really hope he comes back. Somebody just gonna give him a full-time ride. He's a little busy with his Corvette. Give him full-time riding trucks. He's a little busy with it. Well, actually, you probably make that work with the schedule.
0: <laughs> He's seeing as long race once a month. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he can still make all the 24-hour events at that point. Yeah, yeah probably.
0: All righty. Um, so we get to 71. We have another restart after that. Uh, Justin Allgaier on the inside. Parker Kligerman on the outside. Uh, Parker Kligerman locks up the tires, getting into one just shipping it on in there.
2: Yep. Yeah. He's through a Hail Mary. I don't blame him for doing it. No, obviously. I don't it didn't work out, but he ended up on the inside three wide and pretty much cleared the seven and the two out of the way when he did. So no, that's this the next time. Oh, he did he, twice. You, yeah. Oh, they they I, I, didn't,
1: I didn't see the second. Last he locked one. him up the first time and didn't really involve. Didn't anybody. didn't really hurt a lot of people. Didn't really involve did anybody. But yeah,
0: during that restart, we had Parker Rutzloff get off track Jeremy Clemens, Anthony Alfredo, and Josh Williams all, oh, yeah, that was all that hug. Kerfuffle in the last yep. corner there. Yep, yep. Um, and then we get to 72, and Jeb Burton ends up off track in, I think, third or fourth turn after getting into it with Chandler Smith. Remember, we told you to remember that name? Put a pin in that one. Yeah, but just remember that. We get to 73, when we have a Debris caution on the backstretch.
2: It looked like a bumper had fallen like off.
1: The whole quarter panel of somebody's car was laying in the middle of the track. Yep.
2: Where was Chase? Yeah,
1: <laughs> not black flag. That's for sure. He was uh, at home.
0: <laughs> so uh, we get a restart at 75. Um, Justin Allgaier on the inside. John Hunter on the outside. And Parker Kligerman just
1: yeet buckles everybody. Hail Mary. Hail Mary three wide. <laughs> that ain't, that ain't
2: going to work. He takes out. Uh, <laughs> yes. He t- yeah, he was going at least like 20 miles an hour faster. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was He was trying to make something work from the second row. And I, I mean, I applaud him for trying it. And it's not like he completely wrecked everybody else involved. He just kind of like everyone just went to the grass. Can we talk about yeah. the rejoin with
1: Creed and Allgaier going through the little chicane? They nailed it. Like bumper to bumper. They looked like one car going through the little chicane. It was beautiful. It was perfect. It was perfect. So
2: if you get knocked off, do you not need to stop?
1: No, you go through. So there's two signs and the whole thing. If you get knocked off, you have to go through the little chicane because and it worked out because essentially after they went through the chicane and they blended back into the track, they hadn't they didn't gain anything. They lost a little bit, but like <clears throat> yeah. it wasn't an egregious. Right, that's what happened
2: with John Hunter when the eighteen yeah. got into him. But that's all Custer. After so, stage two, he missed it and he stopped. Yeah, so What's that's NASCAR.
1: NASCAR ruled, and there was talking that he was going to get a penalty, but NASCAR ruled, I think, that he had lost enough time that He'd he didn't have to do go. He wasn't going to get in trouble for the chicane. Okay. But you could take that, there was the two signs, and you basically had to do like a quick left, right, and then blast back onto the track.
0: Yep. So Custer, the beneficiary of uh, the Leroy Jenkins move by Parker Kligerman. Yep. Custer scoots up to like a five car length lead and watching all try to stock him down was really fun and for that last did. lap. Yeah. He closed that Allgaier gap. He was fast. He was
1: moving. If, if all guy wanted to ship him, he probably could. I have. couldn't believe how far back he was. And then it was like halfway through the last lap. And then the broadcast realized it. They were like, Whoa, he, he's there. Yeah. He had a shot. I think in the last and two it's turns, not, that it's he,
2: not like Custer was slow either. It's no. like Custer was a top three car all day. Yeah, But the fact that Allgaier had that much in the tank at the end of that race to make that drive was impressive. Yeah,
0: but Cole Custer was able to hold him off and ends up taking the checkered flag at Portland, followed by Justin Allgaier, Sam Mayer with a great run, starting 36, finishing third. Yeah. Uh, Josh Berry, Austin Hill, Myatt Snyder, Sheldon Creed, Connor Mosak, Chandler Smith, and John Hunter Nemechek your top 10 in Portland. Yeah.
2: Hey, welcome back, Junior Motorsports. Yeah, no yeah. shit.
0: Yep, Win last week,
2: three cars in the top five, the next.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um,
1: and then we have a little dust up after the fact, huh? Well, the pit road was busy because you had... <laughs> Spicy. You had Sheldon Creed and John Hunter talking, but they handled it like adults.
2: They like, talked they it out. you. Yeah, I, I was impressed They both how the, cool they handled that. They said
1: that. that they like apologized to each other and said they both basically agreed like, all right, you got your revenge. I got my revenge. Sorry about getting into you. They shook hands and that was it. <laughs> meanwhile, up pit road, the camera flashes to Jeb Burton in a headlock. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So we didn't see a whole hell of a lot of what happened. Fast forward to like, what, an hour or two later? Jeb Burton got his Twitter fingers alight. Mm -hmm. Talking about how he... Jeb
2: Burton, the next UFC superstar. Yeah, talking
1: about how Chandler Smith learned. He's going to feel it in the morning. The three punches to his face will make him learn something. Like, just the biggest tough guy, keyboard warrior bullshit I've ever seen out of a driver. He's replying to all these accounts, like the Couch Racer and all these accounts talking. He's, like, replying, puffing his chest out, talking about how he kicked his ass. And then the the recurring theme in this is everyone's asking, well, why? where's video of it? There's got to be video
2: of it, right? The next morning, was this yesterday? Yeah, Yeah, it was almost 24 hours later because it was, like, first stage of the cup race. Chandler Smith drops...
1: The hardest burn video I've ever seen. The greatest, literally the greatest thing I've ever seen. You thought that, what was it, uh, back in the 90s, the old NWA or the uh, Ice Cube, No Vaseline. You thought that was the best diss track? (laughs) No, this was the best
2: diss track. Right. Beautiful. We've talked about for a couple of years now that colleagues, Twitter people are on it all the time. Yep. And this was just a meme filled joy ride of a video. Like it starts off showing all of Jeb's tweets talking about how he
1: beat the fuck out of Chandler. Mind Cut, you cuts
2: to the John Cena. Are, Are you, you sure, sure about, about that?
1: that? <laughs> and then he shows <laughs> the video that none of us had seen up to that point. So I'm assuming it was somebody at calling took it. Yeah. Cause it hadn't been posted anywhere and it's them fighting, getting broken up. And then it cuts to the Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Let's watch that. In an instant replay, replay. And the fucking best part of the whole thing is the replay. And when Jeb is punching Chandler
2: Smith, the, there's s- air quotes. Can't the, squeakies. the squeakies, the, the yeah, squeakies. You know, like noises. noises like the mitten, the mitten. like the squeak,
1: <laughs> <laughs> squeak. Yeah, he quick. fucking he like was trying to hit him, but he was he was I mean he was brushing
2: him. He barely. got like one half decent hit, and then the other two were like shoulder, and they weren't even punches. They were like. Like yeah. no harder yeah. than oh, that. Oh, dude, there was yeah. nothing there. And, and, then, and then it cuts to Chandler
1: in his car. And while a quote from Jeb Burton is saying he's gonna feel that broken nose tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. And it's Chandler sitting in his car showing his face with not a single like go, like panning back across across his face. Not a mark not on a him. Not a single mark
2: on him. It it was the most it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But yeah, from what we saw of the on the broadcast, like it immediately cuts to Jeb Burton's in a headlock by one of the crew guys of the 16 car. That was a big man. And it was yeah, the big dude. <laughs> and for that, I was like there, Jeb had to have done something to Chandler because Chandler wasn't in the frame yeah. and crew yeah. guys don't normally just go after drivers. So I'm like, Jeb like jumped Chandler or something for the crew guys to step in and put him in that much of like a headlock and yeah. drag him out of the situation. I was like, Jeb did something bad. And then Chris rice, dude, Chris rice. Oh my God, dude, got. Yeah in Jeb's face. Chris, it was
1: bad. It was scary. Chris Rice is a low-key scary human being. Yeah. I would He's not want to be. He's a big dude. Be. He works out a lot. Did you see the screen grab of... Um, Matt Collig. He's, sitting oh, the back. he's he's like 30 feet behind everything. He's standing on the pit wall. I think he's standing on the pit wall, maybe 20, 30 feet behind all this. And he has this look that his arm is like his arms crossed. Yeah, he's
2: doing like the Mr. Clean in the background. And he's he's just, just like
1: nodding his head. He's like, yes. he looks like he's waiting for a motherfucker to try. Like yeah. he's, we've we've been next to Matt colleague. He is also not a small. Matt was back there like,
2: hold my solo cup. Yeah. I'm phone in. Yeah.
1: Like he was waiting for someone to come over and tag he's him Waiting in. for some shit to pop off. He's waiting for the tag to come in and tag me in. Tag, tag me in, and tag me in. Like Chris Rice and Matt Colleague are on the do not fuck with list because they look like they could they could do a little dirt lot throwdown if they needed to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Matt colleagues, one of those guys that he don't need no sleeves.
1: No, 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 Sleeves no. are optional he's, and dressing never, out any shirt he yeah, puts on. Yeah, sleeves optional. Never checking that box. <laughs> he's <laughs> a like huge bro and he loves his drivers. Yeah, oh my God. So yeah. mm-hmm. he, he'd he kill a man. And like uh, you just said it, and I think Corey Skothan said it in Discord <gasps> when it was all happening. Chris Rice is very out there on social media with his like workout routine. And I mean, he's, he's not little. He's a fucking well- He's tall. He's tall and he's pretty jacked. He hides it well under all the crew stuff, but I
2: assume Jeb Burton was like six foot tall. Like Jeb Burton's not one of your typical small drivers. That
1: means that crew guy was fucking eight feet tall because he had you beat the dog food out of him. Yeah, beat the dog fuck out of him. I'm sure you did, pal. That's just, I mean, this is not the first time. How many times in Jeb Burton's career has he gotten on Twitter and ran his mouth about nothing? Like- yeah. Things that didn't happen or never will happen. Like I'm going to beat the dog fuck out of him. Yeah. Jeff Still Burton, waiting on
2: that. Jeb Burton definitely said at one point in his life, my dad can beat up your dad. Yeah. And has lived with that forever. Like Chandler Smith came with receipts. <laughs> full
1: on receipts and video footage
2: and Chandler's not a big dude no no not. Chandler is like 90 pounds soaking wet so shout out to him for like jumping into the fight oh yeah he jumped right in it because yeah. he was like he did jumped, not back down at was all He jumping over crew members to do it and you gotta remember Jeb raced for colleague for like two or three years yep yep he knows a lot of those guys so for Chris Rice to be mad at him that's like father yelling at son mad yeah yeah he's like dude you're gonna do that to my guys to my driver after everything we've done for you yeah, and that was definitely like the tone I got from Chris Rice. It's like, yeah, you don't ever touch somebody on my team. Yep,
1: yep. Yeah. For me, like, it, for me, it was just the squeakies.
2: With that was it. Um, oh my god, I, died. It so I lost good. it.
1: Yeah, he lost his lost his tough boy card real quick. The, what it, he didn't even really have one to begin. Yeah, with. but no one had good footage of it until that well, that's, video. I said it in the Discord yesterday morning before the Chandler Smith video came out, or maybe it was Saturday night. Someone was talking about in discord about the things jeb were saying was saying and i was like real easy to make up whatever you want when there's no video footage of it mm-hmm. well little did we know proven wrong co- colleague had video footage
2: yeah but i mean i've always just assumed jeb was one of those guys like he could probably throw down like he's probably got farm yeah, strength you know probably but, you know at like two years old ward was like you gotta go kill your own food I eat." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I just assumed. I assume Jeb was farm strong. Yeah, you're right. You thought wrong. Apparently he
1: is not Jeffrey Earnhardt. No, Jeffrey Earnhardt's a tank. He's a fucking unit. That's a man. Love that man. So I had a gun. Oh, it shot through the damn window. I <laughs> <laughs> shot, shot the damn window. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinal,
2: real
0: All right. Shall we uh, head back to gateway? Do we have to?
1: Is this where we delay the show for two hours because of a lightning strike?
0: The Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter. I was really hoping this was going to be the Joy Illinois 300, but it was not. There was was no joy. It was not. Um, What
1: should have been one of the shortest races of the year turned out to not be. It was was longer than the Coke 600. Five and a half
2: hours, I think.
1: If you don't equate the fact that the 600 got delayed a full day, it was longer than the Coke 600. Yes. Brutal. Um, All
0: right. So let's, uh, let's pop this thing off. Kyle Busch led the field uh, to green from the
2: inside alongside Ryan Blaney. You're going to go into the race without talking about Kyle Busch's record setting qualifying lap. Okay. Go ahead. He had a record setting qualifying lap. He went into the turns faster than anybody else in the world. Oh yeah. They hyped that up. They just, they just had to mention that every single time they cut to him. Yeah. Great. We're excited about it. Uh, And
0: also on the very first lap, Mr. Coyle joy, Drops back to like 30th place after
2: accidentally hitting the kill switch. No, we I'm going to correct you on this. He was in 30th place. He dropped back to like 36 place. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, it, uh, off to a bad start. Yeah. It was like lap one, right on the restart, I guess shifting. He hit the kill switch. I'm assuming the button layout is different in the Hendrick cars than his car. Yep. And Corey's a little bit bigger of a guy than Chase. So his hands probably reach a little further than Chase's did and just flip the switch on accident.
0: Yep. We only get one lap in when Ricky Stenhouse and Tyler Reddick get together and Tyler Reddick goes for a spin after clipping the apron. Yeah. Bringing Reddick was
2: trying caution. to blame Ricky on this one. I, I don't see how that was anything but Reddick's fault. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I was there. It's like, no, you weren't No, like you dove in on them and cleaned yourself out. Like, yes, absolutely.
0: But we get to lap five when the field is brought down pit road for a lightning strike. And we are delayed for like almost two hours. We get back to green at lap nine, Kyle Busch alongside Ryan Blaney. Um, stay green for quite some time. We end up with Brad Kozlewski off pace, uh, ends up going one lap down the lap right around like lap 41, having a lot of issues with
1: that six yeah, car motor troubles
2: yep. they were down a cylinder too didn't they say they threw like six out of eight plugs <laughs> at it they or something all like eight that? they did all, all new spark plugs and wires i think yeah yeah not
0: great but ultimately we get to lap 45 kyle bush takes the first stage after basically leading the entire thing followed by ryan blaney denny hamlin martin Truex jr joey logano your top five kevin harvick william byron ross chastain austin cendrick And Daniel Suarez, your top 10 points getters in the first stage. Uh, During the stage break, we had Austin Sendrick get a penalty for
2: speeding, entering, and Martin Truex Jr. for removing equipment. He brought the gas can with him. Yep. So they took the opportunity to come down a second time and make some adjustments to that car. Yes, sir. We restarted at 54, Kyle Busch, alongside
0: Ryan Blaney. And Ross Chastain gets into it with Mr. Michael McDowell. And McDowell goes for a spinneroo in the middle of turn one and turn two. Looked
1: like Ross caught the curb, just sent him up the track. Yeah,
0: McDowell left the door open. Ross sent it down below him, caught the turtle, if you will, and yeah. uh kind of bumped into McDowell. I mean, I don't know. I don't like everyone wants to blame Ross on everything, but like he left the window open to Ross, me, went for it, me, he yeah. slipped.
1: To me, McDowell left the window open, like you said, and we, it was already. <laughs> Pretty well known by this point that it was really hard to pass. So if well, you've McDowell's got an oper- was on two tires. As well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna was say on, too. He was Mc- slow on two tires and left the door open. Left the door open, slow on two tires, and it's hard to pass. If I'm Ross, I'm I'm going yeah, for it. Yeah, I too. don't
2: I don't blame Ross. And there was kind of a discussion about this in the Discord because everyone was like, "How can they dare blame Ross for this?" It's like, because Ross hit him. He sent him in there. It's Ross's fault. We're not saying Ross made a bad move. Exactly. Ross just. Went low, hit the apron, and drifted up. into yeah. him. Ross still it didn't wrecked stick. him. It was yeah. still Ross's fault. It just wasn't your typical, I'm going to go in and not hit the brakes, and whoever's in my way is getting out of the way. Yeah, it just, it just he had a plan, and it didn't work out. Yeah, he just didn't hold the bottom. It was very similar to the Chase Elliott Ross Chastain incident last year at Gateway. Yep. It wasn't as egregious as him wrecking Denny. It was just like, hey, I, I put myself in a position where I needed to be perfect, and I wasn't perfect, and I got into another car. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep, agree. Uh, we get to 61. Ryan Blaney gets around Kyle Busch uh, for the lead. And we get to 91. Carson Hosevar running 16th at the time.
1: Kid was running really, really well. Cinderella that story. Dude, he dude, was this point. unbelievable. He was passing cars. He was moving up the leaderboard. He had speed. Like, what the hell? Say what you
0: will about his off-track stuff, but this kid can drive.
2: Yeah, he, he's very good for short bursts. Yep. He's... um. Very similar to like a Noah Gregson when he was younger. I mean, I say younger, I mean, a year and a half ago where he was so fast, but he made so many stupid little mistakes and or drove moves. over his head or like wrecked people yeah. on purpose. Like yeah. he does a lot of stupid stuff that kind of like overshadows his abilities, but the kid outperforms everything he gets. In. Yeah. yeah, I agreed. mean, Ross Chastain gets in the same trucks as Carson Hosevar and has a hard time running in top five. Yep. yep. But Hosevar consistently does it. He's a very talented driver. I mean, he kill- he's killed it in what? the two Xfinity races he's done in that 77. Yep. Uh, yep. Spire. It's a non-existent Xfinity team. They're kind of building in house with junior motorsports. It's kind of like their fifth car kind of Spire kind of junior motorsports junior, even Carson's said it, top 10, both times in it. Junior even said it on as I was actually listening back to some of juniors
1: podcasts from last week. I didn't get a chance to listen to him. I was listening to him today and he straight up said he was talking about Carson. Osvar. He's a guy he did real good. in in that, in the junior motorsports Xfinity car last week. And I'm like, yeah. It took me so I'm like, What fucking car was he in for junior motorsports? I'm like, oh yeah, the 77. 77. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, but his day came to an end when the right front brake rotor
1: fucking exploded. Left the chat.
2: Yeah. He was the first one to do that. Luckily, we got to see part of it before the entire world shut down in St. Louis. Yeah, somebody, somebody, what's the, uh, the, forgot to call 811 some, before they dug at St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> dot, dot com. Dot com. <laughs> dot com.
0: Yes, somebody nice. let
1: off an EMP at gateway,
2: but
0: I will give him credit though,
2: because when that thing went down, he did a good job of riding it up. He did exactly what you were supposed to do. I mention it. I mean, I feel like twice a week at this point, but the worst wrecks we see are at Pocono turn one. When people lose the brakes, we've seen Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Bubba Wallace, and probably countless others do the exact same thing. You, you lose brakes, you blow a rotor, you blow blow a brake line, whatever. And every driver's instinct is to turn left to try to save it. The right thing to do is turn right and put it in the wall because you're five feet away from that instead of 30 feet when you go to the bottom of the track. You pancake it into the wall and, and Carson Host of Art did the mature. I'm done. Uh, there's I'm not saving this car. I'm going to take the lowest amount of I- impact I can. And I'm going to put it in the wall right now. He did the very, so, very honestly, smart thing
0: for, the, for that kid that young to have that heads up, that heads up. Yeah, you know, like in the moment, you know, it's easier for us on Monday morning quarterback this and say, oh, you know, when we're going to get to it, but Oh, you should have run it up against the wall. But like in the moment you're going, you know, 150 miles an hour. Yeah, you don't want to wreck the car. You hear the car just go kaboom. Yeah. You know, for him to have the wherewithal to do that is, is very impressive at 20 years
2: old. Yep. yep. So, and honestly, I kind of called it the discord. This was kind of almost like a best case scenario for him to finish the race. Yeah. You drive from the back to the front. Almost the front. I mean, you drive into almost the top 15 in an underperforming car in your first ever cup race. That looks fantastic. Yeah. And then it's the car's fault, not yours. Then a parts failure brings you out, gets you out of the race, and you do a great job of reacting to that and finishing that in the safest way possible. But you go out on top. There isn't a chance for you to have a speeding penalty later on or you to mess up on a restart. I mean, he went out looking the best he could. Yep. Yep. He kind of peaked. I don't know if he was going to drive much further forward. He could have probably got a couple more positions, but he's going to start running into the really fast guys at that point. Yep. So, I mean, he honestly drove himself into a really good spot. Oh, car failed. Parts are shitty. Shortage, whatever. And then he gets out and he goes, yeah, I drove the hell out of that, huh? Like, that was, that was yeah, really good. I, I agree. Yeah. So agree honestly, it. it was kind of a blessing in disguise. But, I mean, it was unfortunate because it would have been awesome to see what he could have done. Yeah. But the chances for him as a driver, as a rookie, as unexperienced to mess that up later on were pretty high. So, yeah, agreed. Plus, um, we didn't get to, we didn't have to see Corey get beat by his own car. Yeah. Which was thankfully, <laughs> thankfully.
0: was a blessing for Corey. Thankfully. Yeah. The Hendrick cars just missed. Um all right. So, we get to the end of stage 2 at lap 140. Ryan Blaney takes the second stage, followed by Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, William Byron and Daniel Suarez your top 5. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson your top 10 in stage 2. Uh, big kudos to Ricky Stenhouse because yeah, the Ricky that, Stenhouse All Star Tour, dude. It's ridiculous. Jesus. It's insane. I said it in, the, in our in our Discord. Um, you know, people give him a hard time, you know, Ricky Spinhouse and all that stuff. But that kid has had a great year. He's already in the playoffs. Why not root for him to do well? You know, yeah, that, you know, I would team, rather see him do well than to see a lame duck, like an
2: automatic. I feel like he's had more full car sponsorship this year than he has in the past five years. Yeah. Like he's doing great things in that car. And JTG is one of those teams. We always talk about what team's going to sell their charter. And I would say JTG won't. That team loves racing. Yep. And now that they're doing decent and actually having performance, dude, I bet Brad Dirty is literally throwing people through that shop and excitement. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that
0: team is having the time of their lives right now. Like when we saw McDowell win the Daytona 500, we're like, oh, well, there's a wasted spot in the playoffs. Right. But same like as last Ricky, year. Ricky's done damn good. I mean, obviously, he gets taken out later on the race, spoiler alert, but he's been in the conversation a lot. He's not challenging for wins, but no, he's but challenging for top 10s.
2: Three races in a row. He's run consistently in the top 10. I think he did the same thing at Darlington. Yeah. I mean, let's look at where he's at. Uh, I mean, driver points wise, he's 14th in driver points. That ain't half bad. Not bad at all. Uh, No, one win in zero stages doesn't get you that far in the points. No. Um, His average finish is 14.7 right now. Yeah. An average start of 17th. You know, he's, he's not doing bad at all. Yeah, we talk about teams that that team should be racing. And you're talking about front row. You're talking about Spire. I mean Legacy should be ahead of them. So this is only DNF. Yeah. This week they, was is They've had a DNF. fantastic season. Um yeah. So kudos to them Faux fo- show. And that NASCAR was hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it
0: was, it was really like good. the NASCAR for sure. Um all right. So we get back to Green for the final stage. We get to 173 Tyler Reddick in 7th at the time ends up in the wall going into I think it was one with another blown front brake rotor. Yep. Not good. Nope. Um, All right. We get to 178 when lead lap cars end up coming into pit. And this is where we have the tire
2: changer issue um, from Eric Jones' team. Yeah. This is after they kind of started having their TV issues with the, I guess a fiber optic optics wire somewhere offsite got cut. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. So they kind of, I guess Fox lost a lot of on-track cameras, so they didn't have the resources they had earlier in the race. I know crew chiefs had no SMT. They had no internet, so they couldn't communicate with the shops. So, I mean, the crews were all down bad. Fox was in in a hurting position. And so I guess the 43 guy, the initial thought was he got hit by Austin Dillon because they were pitted right behind him or in front of him, and they think he got clipped by him. And Austin Dillon came on the radio and said, I never hit anybody. I don't know why I'm getting accused of that. Right. And then it comes out that I guess he got, there was kind of like a miscommunication on pit road and the drive the crew guys kind of bumped into each other. Like the coordination got messed up and he tripped and fell or something. like. I that thought he, I thought
0: I heard he got tangled up in something too. After that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. We
2: don't know
1: exactly what know, happened. Yeah, like maybe
2: they, the air hose got caught into the car and he kind of got the, the whiplash. Of I know that.
1: they said that he was out he was concussed yeah. when they were loading him in like when the ambulance got there, then he was back and he was awake and alert when they took him to the hospital. I yeah. guess um legacy did come out and say, he's okay. Just resting up. Now. Yeah, they threw,
2: yeah. They threw a red flag. There was an ambulance on pit road. because they, they were trying road to blocked off. They were
1: trying to open pit road for the lap cars and they couldn't. So yeah. they had to stop the race, but I wanted to touch real quick on what normal saying about the outage. Did you see Rodney Childers tweet today? No. Kind of a, glimpse into how they're how all the crew chiefs were doing yesterday had a better car than 10th yesterday but just a tough race having no timing and scoring no smt no lap count on fuel or tires no communication with my engineers at the shop extremely frustrating i felt lost yeah and then somebody some smart ass replied oh so you did it the old school way huh and he's like yeah how we did it in 2003 but back then we were prepared with printed off sheets and notepads and yeah. If you're, if you're not planning on it, why would you have a pen and paper? Up there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all that
2: information that they would base off of like Larry Mack talks. about. I still have notebooks from the 87 exactly. Daytona 500 and stuff like that. All of Rodney Childress's notebooks are on a hard drive at Stuart Haas racing that they send to him. On exactly. The he just goes into a file, click, click. Oh, all right. So last year, this is what we did and dah, 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 dah. He doesn't have access to that because they don't have internet. Yep. Yep. It's not like it's flying blind at that point, like it's on his laptop. They're sending it to him wirelessly. And that was a big issue. And they joked about on the broadcast, like, oh, they could use Larry Mack on the box. And it's like, yes, that's true. They're using calculators and they're doing that kind of math, but they're doing it from memory at this point. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no, there's no hard files of anything. They're all doing it would typically be on a computer that they don't have access to. And speaking of the engineers back at the shop, do you see the reel that JGR posted
1: on Instagram? I don't think so. Talking about, they're like, "Oh, what does the shop look like during race day when all the cars are gone and everything?" And they actually show the war room. Oh it yeah. Looks like yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like fucking NASA. Yeah, it's like so a, cool. It's like four tiers of people looking at screens and shit. It was wild to kind of see that behind the scenes, like yeah, what it looks like during a
2: race. It was really cool that they said so, so the much, much. War goes room at Live Fast, and it's Matt Tiff playing Jenga on his desk. <laughs> 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 Yahtzee.
0: Oh my god. Uh, all right. We get to 198 and we have a real scary incident. Noah Gregson running, I think twenty-fourth, twenty-fifth of the time, ends up blowing a brake rotor and does it the opposite yeah, way. He doesn't do it the right way. Tries to hook the corner, ends
2: up spinning that thing around and buries it into the wall. Driver's yeah, side that first. Was a monster hit. Hit rear first and it kind of like dissipated it yeah, a little it, bit. He hit like back corner and it was it was an ugly wreck. It demolished every end of that car. Yeah. They had, I saw some garage shots after, and there was just suspension attached to wheels laying on the ground. Oh yeah. I saw that. That car got annihilated and Noah came out and said, thank God they did those safety upgrades that they did over the winter because he goes last year, that would have been a much different crash.
1: Yeah, Yep. Yep.
0: And did you hear his, uh, his interview after the infield care
1: center? Yeah. That kid's beat. He's hurt. We have a question about it later. Yeah. He's
2: just defeated. Done. He's done, dude. It's it, so bad. It, his comments confirmed what we've all suspected and that Chevy's pretty much been like, all right, see you guys. Never. Yep. Yeah. Could you imagine having, I mean, most of us hate our jobs. He was talking about looking forward to the off
1: season. Yeah. That's what I mean. But we're most, not even halfway. I was going to say most of us kind of can relate because we like get up in the morning and think about calling out or calling in dead or just never showing up again. But like, you don't expect a NASCAR driver to have those feelings. Yeah. Like. Like, wake up in the morning, take get in the shower, and fuck it,
2: fire me. Well, he goes <laughs> from last to year in the Xfinity Series, winning 11, Nine, races, 11 races or whatever, races, whatever and finishing was, yeah. second in the points, having the best year of his life, to like, oh, my God, I'm getting a cup ride. I'm going to race for Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson. This is going to be the best year of my life. And they average run in the 30s, and they average finish in, like, 35th.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, I I've, Just hearing the defeat in his voice was just brutal. Yep. Yeah. His average finish this year, 32nd, 28.4. <sighs> average start,
2: 26.2. That ain't getting it done. Oh, it's yeah, so Eric bad. Jones, who is, I think, a lot of people have said the most underrated guy in the garage, is probably two positions better than that across the board.
0: Yeah, not by much. Let's look at Noah's finishes here: 500, 24th, 22nd, 30th, 29th. Atlanta, he finished 12th. Yep. Coda, 20th. Richmond, 37th. Bristol, Dirt, 33rd. Martinsville, 30. Talladega, 32nd. Dover, 34th. Kansas, 29. Darlington, 26. North Wilkesboro, uh, 23rd. Uh, Charlotte, 36. Gateway, 33rd. He has one top 20. That's awful. And he only had
2: as good of a finish at North Wilkesboro because one, it's a smaller field, and two, he got voted in. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause he wrecked himself out of the all-star pre-race.
0: Oh yeah. yeah voted yep,
2: in. yep. Yep. <clears throat> tough season, tough sledding for both of them. Yeah. Um, and it sucks just, too, because I mean, I specifically, but we all hyped up the rookie of the year battle. We're going to see this year. We got no one tied. They've been battling head to head in the Xfinity series for three years straight. Rookie battle is going to be insane. And legacy is literally just not shown up. Eric Jones's average finish is 21.4. Yeah.
0: He has no top fives. Um, One, two top tens, three, three top tens. He finished eighth in Atlanta, Talladega sixth. And I guess if you want to count North Wilkesboro, he finished eighth.
2: Tough, tough sledding for legacy. And it's, it's clearly getting to them. Yeah. He's had probably like a 15th place average running position, but they just never finished there. No, nope, not at all. All right. Um, we
0: get to lap 205. C. Bell goes for a spin from 11th after getting into it with Austin Cindric. We get to 211. Greg Golding ends up slow on the front stretch, ends up dead at the very beginning of pit road, bringing out a caution. Um, we get to 219. Austin Dillon and... Um, Austin Cindric get together. Sending Austin Dillon into Mr. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ending Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s day.
2: Yeah, and Austin Dillon, I think, pulled off three or four laps after that. He tried to do minimum speed, but he didn't make it much further. And then Austin Dillon comes out after the race, and he's going to do what every single driver is going to do for the rest of the year. I know. Yep, yep. He wrecked me intentionally. Suspend him. We've opened up Pandora's box, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, like there's... There's intentional wrecks spins every freaking week. It's the egregious ones. Yeah, it's like the nature of the wreck that's the problem. It's right hooking somebody at full speed going down the front stretch in a trioval. That's the problem. Not you making light contact entering turn one when you're racing three wide on a narrow race. It
1: looked yeah. like it looked like Austin or it looked like Dylan came across his nose, <clears throat>
2: and Dylan yeah. was the one who it, dove
1: low. That's Austin what I mean.
2: Held his line. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, they came together. And even the broadcast watched it three or four times and they go, week. I, I can't blame a single one of these drivers for that. He goes, no, i call calling that a racing. Deal. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. But Austin's going to do what he has to do. And I don't blame him.
2: And Richard Childers did the same thing after the race.
1: Well, that's because Richard Childers will defend Austin till, you know, out of anything.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, all right. We get back to green. Uh, they did red flag that for
2: uh, some wall repair. Yeah. It kind of fucked the wall up. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's been, what, four cars that have blown rotors and crashed into that wall, and now there's two cars wall riding together into that wall. I mean, that wall saw some shit this weekend. Yeah, yep.
0: it did its job. Uh, we get back to green. We get to 236, and Bubba Wallace ends up into the wall from 11th at the time, losing a
2: brake rotor. So what's that, four? Yep. <clears throat> and Bubba Wallace is one of those guys that he's felt the impact of a blown brakes at Pocono. Oh, he knows. Yep. He's He had a scary wreck in the 43 at Pocono one year. So, but he did, like, out of all the drivers that put it in the wall, he did, like, the worst job of it, but still put it in the wall. Like, he carried, I think, a lot more speed than the other guys. Yeah. I think his blew later than the other guys Yeah, he, like, bounced. And he, like, bounced, drift, hit the wall a couple times. He still had some big hits. Yep. But luckily, he didn't try to dive low. Yep. Instinctively would. That sent us into an
0: overtime. We have a overtime (sighs) restart um, with... Yeah, I mean, Kyle Busch alongside Kyle Larson. Larson had older tires. Bush had fresher tires. Ultimately, Kyle Busch takes the white flag as a leader and sails off into the sunset, taking the checkered flag.
2: Um, (laughs) Kudos to Kyle Busch for uh, holding off the last five restarts in a row. Yeah, no shit. And Larson was getting closer and closer each time. That last one, Larson definitely tried to drive it a little harder and got loose. Yeah. And just gave Kyle that window.
0: Yep. He ended up uh, losing two more spots, but Kyle Busch takes the checkered flag from the pole to the checkers, uh, followed by Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson ends up finishing fourth, but a great day starting 22nd, finishing fourth. Martin Truex Jr. Ryan Blaney, Daniel Suarez, William Byron, Michael McDowell, and Kevin Harvick, your
2: top 10 in the race. Yeah. The eight, the 12 and the 19 were definitely the fastest cars all day. Yeah. Uh, the eight got lucky there at the end that no one beat the crap out of him on those restarts. and He could hold the lead. The 12 got shuffled back a couple of times and the 19. They had that pit penalty early and yep. they were just digging into the field after that. Yeah, they did. They did well.
0: But kudos I, to Michael McDowell for uh, for a couple of pit oh, strategies
2: getting gave, back up to the front. I think it was four pit stops in a row. They only took right side tires. Yep. And after getting wrecked early in the race for doing that same thing for them to keep up with that strategy and keep doing it. I mean, that worked out perfectly for them. Yeah. Worked out just fine. So Kyle Busch now has three
0: victories on the season in the new car for a new team. Not a bad season for him already. Kyle Busch has more wins than Joe Gibbs racing. Yes, he does.
1: I think he won that deal.
0: He sure did. So far. Sure. Did.
1: So we're going to do a postmortem on the thing we were very excited about last week.
0: Corey LaJoy. That didn't go very well. It did not whatsoever.
1: Uh ended up finishing what 21st. 21st. And yeah. that does not that's not indicative of where <sighs> he ran all day.
0: No, ended up finishing 21st after starting 30th. So up 9 positions. So yeah, got he in, was like
1: a 27th place car all day. All day long. He got in the wall in his qualifying lap. I mean, Hendrick just you could tell early Hendrick just missed the setup on three of the four cars. I mean, well, Hendrick was, came
2: out and said it during the first red flag. Yeah, they're so At the very beginning of
1: the race. Yeah. So apparently, you know, Corey got to do sim time with them this week and all that. Yeah. Guess what wasn't calibrated right? The simulator. Yep. So all the work they did, all the setups they did for all the Hendrick cars, throw them in the trash because they're wrong. All of them are wrong. So Willie B was quick right off the jump.
2: He was top it was, 10. It was a big track position race. I mean, yeah. the restarts looked exciting, but you only had about two laps of racing. Yeah. Before yeah. everything just got strung out, which is why a lot of these two tire strategies worked. But the nine never got track position. Nope. The the 48 moved up, what, four or five spots and kind of just stayed there. He hung the 24 out. Yeah. bounced in the top 10 most of the race. And Kyle Larson, I mean, we know Cliff Daniels. Cliff Daniels can rebuild the entire car on pit road. And he did that multiple times. But they kept taking two car, two yeah, tires. they played pit strategy, got up front, and just kept it. Yeah. I don't think Kyle Larson was a winning car or barely a top five car. No, not at all. The fact that he maintained and was able to race like that in that position for so long was impressive alone. The only Hendrick car that looked good at all was the twenty four, and and it was at best a eighth place car. Yes. Yeah, eight seventh, to 10. seventh to eighth place yeah, car. Yeah. yeah.
1: So at, at best. So You've got, they missed on the setup for for Corey. He brushes the wall in qualifying and fucks his lap up, so he's 30th. He
2: wasn't going to qualify much better than that anyway. He was 30th in practice. That car was dancing around like a son of a bitch. (laughs) So
1: then you add in, they, you know... um, So they they lose all their data. That's what I mean. They miss on the setup. Then the one race that Corey finally gets to get in a good car, they lose all their data. They lose SMT. They lose, like we just talked about, they lost everything.
0: They can't make... They couldn't. Well, first of all, yeah, they missed all the they missed on the
1: setup in the first place. Yes. Yeah. They can't make adjustments because, you like you said, they lost all their data. They can ballpark it, but they're not. They're it's not going to be. They're guessing. And this is where having a relationship. Kyle Larson can tell Cliff Daniels what the car is doing and Cliff's going to know what Kyle wants. Did you hear the feedback Corey was giving? Yes. Uh, a little bit of it.
0: Yeah. Really
2: good.
1: Yeah. But it's all
0: five eights <laughs> away through the corner. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that yeah. like. But Alan right. doesn't At
2: certain points of the race. He goes, dude, this thing is just bad. I don't even know what to tell you. And Alan, Alan and Corey are very good friends. They go mountain biking every week together and stuff like that. So they have a good route Oh, do hard, they? I didn't. Yeah, but they're, they don't have they don't have a racing relationship. They have a yeah. friend relationship. And so he was like, dude, I don't I don't know what to tell you. This thing's just slow. And Alan's like, dude, I, I know, dude, he goes, I'm, I'm trying my best up here, but there's not much you could tell me that's going to help me
1: right now Debarro was listening to <laughs> the radio. Apparently he said in our discord during the race yesterday, he said, you can tell Alan's like frustrated, like not with Corey, but just the whole situation, <laughs> you know, cause he couldn't do anything about he couldn't it Couldn't do anything about it. So you've got Corey getting the ride of his life and all with of th- these, like once in a lifetime, weird freak things happen. Simulators off internet goes out. So there goes any data or anything that they can try to help him with. like, yeah.
0: What the The SIM's off, which means the car's off and then the internet goes out. So they
2: can't make any tweaks along the way.
0: Right. But they they can't,
2: they can't make educated tweaks. They can Yeah, Yeah. They're they're throwing parts at it. Cliff Daniels, who knows one, how Kyle Larson likes the car. exactly. Cliff Daniels is willing to do big adjustments. Alan Gustafson's a pretty mild guy. Like I don't, I don't feel like he's throwing haymakers at these cars to adjust them. Cliff Daniels will literally replace, replace the engine on pit road if he wants. Also, I
1: feel like the nine team was in damage control at that point. Just get the thing home the best we can without wrecking it. So they're not going to make big swings. Yeah, plus 30th
2: place qualifying position. So he didn't have a good pit stall, I'm sure. Yep. My biggest thing was the Hendrick was shit here last year, too. So that was I heard that Corey actually matched Chase's finish here from last year, 21st. Right, and Chase got wrecked early. So Chase wasn't... He got the Ross Chastain scuffle pretty yeah. early in the race. So I'm sure Chase didn't have a lot of personal notes from last year's race here either. So, I mean, I don't... <clears throat> we're giving Corey a lot of credit here. I mean, he obviously didn't do much. He, you can't cry track position all race. No, you can't. If you don't make any shotgun attempts to beat that. They were taking four tires the whole race. They weren't doing anything edgy. Yeah, they weren't trying. In every single run, he would lose three spots. Yep, yep. He would, they'd gain him a couple spots on pit road. He'd go up to 24th and he'd fade back to 28th by the end of that run. He'd go up, get to 28th or 22nd. He'd fall back to 26th. So, I mean, he wasn't doing anything miraculous in the car, but I don't want to, like, there was so much stuff on Twitter, on our Discord. It's like, oh, well, guess Corey does actually suck. It's like, no, dude, you guys are looking at this like, With such a like in a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention sparks give them as much credit in the world as we can. They also aren't really the team to make huge changes to a car mid race. No. Every single week on Corey's podcast, you hear we unloaded slow. So we ran slow.
1: Yep.
2: That team doesn't have the resources and I'm surely the knowledge to to make big adjustments. So Corey doesn't have that knowledge. Chase Elliott, who's raced for Hendrick Motorsports for two years in this car can go. Yup. It's super loose. I think the rear end needs to be jacked up or the rear end needs to be lowered. Like Corey, they don't make those adjustments on the seven car. No, if it's slow off the truck, it's slow all week. They don't make big adjustments. The nine car, the five car, the 48, the 24, they all have the availability to know and to make those big adjustments. And Corey's not used to that. Yeah. So he can't tell Alan exactly what he wants. I mean, do you hear his interview? He was beat a heart that broken. he was beat down. I mean, a you got broken.
1: You got to look at it. He's the guy, you know, giving Rick Hendrick, a a handwritten a letter. handwritten note. And I, I actually, I kind of forgotten about this, but I heard about it on a podcast last week. Um, was it during the pandemic. I think Corey on Twitter said something like, Oh, if you put me in a car like Denny Hamlin's, I'd win a lot of races and stuff. Yeah, like that's that. when Corey
2: had to delete his Twitter. Yes. Because he was getting into such an internet beef with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's like, I'll just wreck you every time I see you. And Corey raced for GoFast at the time. And they're like, hey, you need to squash this. We can't afford yep. for that multi-billion dollar company to be beating up on us. We can't afford to go to the track every week. Never mind have you get wrecked by somebody when they're lapping you five times. Yeah. And that's when Corey got in a lot of trouble. That's when he started calling him Dennis. And Corey was a big tough guy on the internet. He had his smaller podcast at the time. And he he was really melthy with Dennis. And he was just being an internet sarcastic tough guy. And he had to really dial that back.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep. But. I just hate it for him. Like you think he's waited for this break his entire career. And he's always been the guy to say, if I get a break, you'll see. And it like, it wasn't that he did anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, they just all, couldn't these, do great, anything, all right. these things stacked up against them Yeah, with all the things we've talked about. And but I don't was- think
0: that, I don't think this, this should not tarnish him. I agree. Cause he ran, he has run, so well this season it they keep talking
2: about it. it's been a career year for him he's running way better than that equipment should be yeah yeah he's got a 19th place average finish with a 30th place average car yes
0: 100 yep. i mean look at his teammate yeah nowhere to be seen yeah ever
2: not to mention cory handpicked and built that team around him yeah he picked all the guys that's why the seven outperforms the 77 every week the 77 is a team built of like Guys, we found along the way. Guys, we can afford to hire. Where the seven team is, all right, Corey. Who do you want to be your suspension guy? Yeah. Who do you want to be your tire guy? Who do you want to be your crew chief? Like he picked Sparks, and he goes, "I want him. I think we're going to do great things together."
1: I just I hate it for him because I I don't think it's he's as extreme as like a Bubba Wallace, but I do feel like he wears his bad performances on his sleeve. One hundred percent. You know what I right, mean? Right. Yeah, it's, this it's, one's gonna hurt him for a while. This is gonna this is gonna sting.
2: Twenty three eleven calling him going, all right, we're gonna put you in our car next year. It's sink or swim. It's literally a one race deal.
1: But yeah. you you know that he, like I said, he's been very vocal about you put me in a good car, I'll do good things. he been very vocal about that. And he was put in a good car and didn't do good things. Was so it a good car though? Well, no, what I'm saying is I'm I'm trying to get in his mindset. Yeah, yeah. like I have a shot with a Hendrick car he probably had all this excitement leading into it. I'm going to have a Hendrick car. This is, I have a championship race winning car. And then they unload slow and they're slow the whole time and can't do anything about it. Like he, like Watching said, he them in
0: practice and qualifying. I was like, that car sucks.
1: Yeah. Like he didn't really necessarily do anything wrong, but does he think that like, is he, gonna, no, he doesn't think that all week this week. I bet he's you know? beating the snot out of himself right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, and it his just,
2: problem is he's going to be thinking, could chase Elliott? or Josh Barry have made that car better than he could have.
1: And that was a thing I heard a lot too, is look at the first race Josh Barry had in that car when Chase broke his leg. I mean, it wasn't much better. Yeah. You know, I, if this was a, I don't know, if he was filling in for four weeks and we had four weeks of this, We're, I, I think we're singing a different tune right here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So that
0: does, it for the race recap, I want to answer some questions. Sure. Sure.
1: Bob. Go over to Twitter. We actually had a few today. Uh, Dennis Hamlin, uh, speaking of him, uh, really just clapped back at somebody on Twitter pretty well, by the way. Is he getting sassy? Uh, Somebody said some random person was like, Denny should not be the voice of NASCAR on this topic. Can you imagine Dale Sr. advocating for another driver to be suspended? To which Denny said, I get paid to give takes. I have a show just like Corey, Logano, and others. Logano has a podcast? I think he has a serious thing. Oh, yeah. Check them out if you haven't. Drivers are asked during media each week to give their their takes on hot topics. Not sure you really want drivers muted. But in the meantime, here's a clip that perhaps you might find helpful on your Dale Sr. question. He wasn't sent head into the wall, but was spun by Rudd. He thought that should result in a fine and sit out the rest of the season. And it's an old post race interview with Dale Sr. of him saying that Ricky Rudd should be suspended. Nailed it. While the other guy while the guy that said something to Denny was like, Dale Sr. would never do that. Uh, Denny came with the receipts. He did. <laughs> he did.
2: Oh, uh, they talked about it on uh stacking pennies extra show this week, but it was just like coincidence that a video started resurfacing of Randy LeJoy and Dale Earnhardt having an I saw that. And Corey brought some insight to that. He said, uh, first of all, his dad was also doing like a one race fill in for Hendrick at the time in the cup series. Yes. And he said like this video is Dale senior, like Randy Lejoy runs Dale Senior up the track. They both spin and they end up in the wall, nose to nose. Randy Lejoy's windows against the wall, Dale Senior's isn't. So Dale Senior gets out of his car, walks over to Randy Lejoy's passenger side, rips the passenger side window out, like throws his,
1: it across the track. Sticks his
2: head in the car. You can t- see they yelled at each other for a second. Then Dale Earnhardt walks away all puffy. And Corey Lejoy's like, I asked my dad what he said, and he goes, "There's in-car video to back this up." And Dale Senior stuck his head in the window, and goes, "Lejoy, what the hell was that?" Or what the hell just happened? And Randy LaJoy goes, "We wrecked." And Dale Junior <laughs> or Dale Senior just nods at him and walks away. That's great. <laughs> all what right. is that we wrecked? Okay. To the questions, Mr. Pepper cuts grass. Dear, Pepper. D- dear
1: Dan, I see NASCAR fans complaining all the time that about drivers shifting gears at oval tracks. Why the fuck would some idiot, never been in a race car, fan give a single shit about drivers shifting? I thought they wanted the cars harder to drive. Love Pepper. The problem with shifting. Yeah, give me one. The problem with the shifting, sorry, beer order, um, is they've talked about it many times on like Junior's podcast. Danny's talked about it on his. Other drivers have spoken about it. It allows you, like, let's take Martinsville, for example. You miss the corner at Martinsville, you can just grab a gear and still have all the power in the world to get off the corner. Back, Gen 6, Gen 5, Gen 4, go back to when we had a four-pat, you know, an H-pattern four-speed. If you miss the corner, you were slow coming out of the corner and that's how you got past
2: right. it. Pretty much. It takes the finesse out of braking and accelerating in and through a corner. Yes. It's before you had to know exactly how hard to hit the brakes, how to feather the throttle through the corner and out of the corner. Now it's slam the brakes downshift twice, slam the gas. Yeah. There's no, there's no pedaling anymore. The cars are so gripped up. The tires are so big and the gearing. And the cars are built in such a way that you can just drop gears and you don't have tire spin. You don't have to worry about the car washing out. It's literally grab a gear and disappear. There's gas break, gas break, gas break. There's no feathering it. There's no partial throttle. There's none of that anymore because they're able to drop gears and disappear. And it also, it brings the center of the corner speeds up so much that you no longer have the car slowing down so much and be able to get runs. And I'm going to go in harder, but I'm going to be slower in the center. Like I'm going to enter slower and be able to accelerate faster. Now it's just, everyone can just be so fast in and out that it takes the, like the finesse, I guess is the best way to say it. Perfect.
1: That's the perfect description of it. Uh, Don Cardi. Oh God, not this. We've started a new one. Does Chase Elliott win a race this year? (laughs) (laughs) Nor
2: just
1: head butted his mic in disgust.
2: Did you see, oh my God, best meme of the weekend. Chandler uh, when, Smith, they, when yeah. they were when they were on the uh the thunder delay the lightning strike delay yeah it was like nascar cast was just posted a picture chasing his plane he's like and we found out where the source of the lightning's coming from this guy's been throwing firecrackers out his window for the past <laughs> half an hour <laughs>
1: um i mean he's got the opportunity chase is good at road courses we've got two back-to-back coming
2: in august no oh, no he's getting into a 30th place car dude no one coming in that thing no god i hope he doesn't win new hampshire i hope he doesn't win sonoma True. Yeah. So we
1: have. I mean, before the playoffs start, we still have what four road courses? Yep. Sonoma, Chicago, and then we have Indy and Watkins Glen back to back. Yep. God, I hate this schedule. Go on. I don't hate it. I just love Watkins Glen. Chicago so. and Indy. Oh, Chicago <laughs> can go fuck itself. Um, it's so bad that my cup league on iRacing they're having a petition right now to not run it and just run Chicagoland instead because no one wants to run it. Did you see the shit show that was the Detroit GP this weekend? Uh, I heard it was a mess. Yeah. They went from that awesome Belle Isle track that's on like the airport to they're like, we'll do it in the middle of the city. And it didn't go well for anybody with Indy yeah. indie cars and the so was some sports cars there. Connor who Hul- Connor Hoolahan's car ended up on top of some mother's car. Oh yeah. That was sick.
0: Yeah. And who did I hear that from? Him. Yeah. <laughs> he sent it to me first thing in the morning. Yeah. He's like, you know what sucks about this? I'm the one that has to fix
1: it. Oh no. <laughs> that sucks. Big shouts, buddy. We love you. Uh continuing with the road course theme, Mr. John Bors. The Garage 56 car is two seconds up on GTE and is just as fast enough to be annoying to the prototypes at Le Mans. So my question is, will Jimmy get clobbered by a hypercar at 2 a.m. in Dunlop Corner or Indianapolis Corner?
2: Probably by himself. Yeah, could be by himself. The good yeah. thing with them is they just need to worry about passing the GTE cars. Those prototype cars aren't going to go anywhere near that boat. Oh my they God, are, if they bump it, it's, yeah, the they're, prototype's going to They look, look at slow. that thing the wrong way. One of those shark fins on the side of the... The GT car will flying buttresses. The garage fifty six car will just slice one of those. Dude, the garage fifty
1: six car looks like the old Romans, like with the spikes coming off the wheels. What about Ronan? I miss him. Love you, love you. Uh, Jonathan Holso, and I referenced this question earlier. Noah in his post race, already looking forward to the off season, is about all you need to know about the team, the manufacturer switch, and that hit
2: twenty twenty three is a complete wash. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, shouts to Noah for seeing Top Gun last week. Apparently. So that dirty little Oh, mustache. that dirty <laughs> yeah, That rock dirt, was the, awful. The dirt lip. That was so bad. Dude, how about Noah's been awesome on Twitter? Did you see him clap back at Brett? Oh,
1: speak Yes, that was fucking great. But did you see Noah on Twitter? Did you see the fan that got hit by the piece of his brake rotor? Yep. No. Yes, you did. You liked I thought I put the tweet up and you liked it. I don't. So a guy so. posted a picture he had a fucking mark like a it wasn't a, I wouldn't say it was a cut, more like a scrape. Yeah. Like right here, like right on his chest. And he's like, hey, Noah, next time, try to keep the parts in the ballpark. And he's he's holding the chunk of the rotor that hit him. And Noah replied to him. Like not long after. they, Not long after. Yeah, Noah replied to him like, holy crap, dude, I'm sorry. Like, you know, message me your address. I want to make it right. Kind of felt bad. And the guy responds with, dude, you don't have to do anything. Just go kick their ass next week. Like talk about the coolest fucking exchange. That's awesome. You know, we have, there's so many stories of guys trying to milk anything. Again, super off topic. You know, Jordan Spieth, the golfer. Yeah. Do you see the story that came out about his, uh, when he sold his house? He no. sold like the first mansion he ever had and cause he was moving and he accidentally left a safe full of like his like high school class ring and like other valuables like that. Mm-hmm. So he called the guy that bought the house and the guy that bought the house was like, yeah, I'll give it back to you. If you give me master's tickets for life or something like what that, a jerk, And no, dude, Jordan Spieth burned him. He was like, or you should just give it back to me because that's the right thing to do. And the guy was like, not backing down. So Jordan was like, okay, we'll do it. Uh, My mom's going to come over and pick the safe up. And the guy gave the safe to the mom before the ticket showed up. And then Jordan Spieth ghosted him. Good. Just ghosted his ass. But to see that exchange with that fan and the fan was like, dude, this is a story I have for the rest of my life that I got hit by a chunk of brake rotor. Like, yeah. I'm good, homie. You don't got to do a damn thing. Yeah. I feel so bad. Uh, that sucks. I got, I got such a high hopes for Noah and yeah, it sucks that he ended up in that situation. Yeah. Like he's caught in the middle of like an ugly divorce. Oh yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like the yeah. kid in the middle of the ugly divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is. You know, <laughs> I don't want I don't I to go eat. to dad's this weekend. <laughs> he hits me. Um <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I don't want to go to the Chevy shop this week. They yell at me. <laughs> Mom and dad just got in a fight at the dinner table. Why are we yelling at Applebee's? <laughs> this was supposed to be a nice dinner. I thought you'd get back together.
2: His half brother, Ross, is just over there. Come on, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come back. I feel like I can speak to this because my parents were divorced, so it feels familiar. Um, oh, we got a good one. I cry so it doesn't hurt. Yeah, we got a good one. Hondo Hondo Longmire. Hondo as the people's champ. I'd like to find out what it takes to get Kyle Belch's ass in the pretend racing super showdown series. I've had a whole season since I've retired anyone and I'd love to do it in his first race. He better keep my name out of his mouth until he shows up and he goes, my resume, sir. And it's a video. I I saw the, the, I saw the video of all the tweets and shit of him, like Coburn and people he's retired and shit.
0: See, uh, when it comes to like video game racing of any kind, like uh, <coughs> it's a simulation, whatever, I don't care. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to put me in the fence, just go right ahead. I'm not the type that's going like, to quit forever. Oh It's no, just not it's, me. It's more fun. Dude, I've been trying to retire Dan for like two years and it hasn't gone well yet. So yeah, uh, you're right. I will probably end up wrecking myself long
1: before you can wreck me. God, I hope we run the Gen 4s and Kyle has to run the Gen 4s. But,
2: uh, yeah, sure. We'll have, we'll have fun. We'll have a the, good time.
1: The Gen 4s are an angry little I'm bitch. I'm just
2: glad Kyle's joining. So now, like, Gables and Johnny Benson will have somebody to race with. And, yeah. And, and Coy. Bill Coy. Yeah. Oh, Coyfish will have some competition. Why? Is that,
1: is that like the back of the pack? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool. That's fine with me.
1: Bill Jared, Coy. Jared, Jared started showing some speed at the end of the year. in out of nowhere. And Gables made it in the playoffs with that fucking... Like walk off win at Talladega, yeah. so I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean you know, some I'm new, so like I don't
0: care. It's like I get the new guy to fall back on.
1: Yeah, not, I the did the same guy. thing, but yeah, yeah.
2: You say you're not gonna care? No, I really and won't. You'll go into no. Do it with you a cool say head, head. you're not
1: gonna. It's you do. But
2: you get cleaned out like 40 laps into like a 200 lap race, you're gonna get pissed off.
1: I have watched Norm, the man <clears throat> sitting next to me, Norm himself, get mad and wreck someone under caution and get suspended for a week. Uh, ask me who that person was. Was that Hondo? It was Hondo. It was Wormeier. Hondo. It happened right
2: in front of me. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> fucking virtually murdered Hondo you at lost South it. Boston or something. You were pissed that Well, night. we were racing for like, at the beginning of pro, I was super competitive and then I was like super good in the late models and then everyone caught up to me and passed me like a couple races later. Like I was super good out the gate now, me and Hondo were battling for like third or fourth and he just like cleans me out on the last lap and I draw back to like 12th and there's a caution. And we're doing like, or like two laps to go. So like, there's a caution on the last lap, dude. I just put it in fourth gear. You went by me. I was like at mock Jesus and just (laughs) right into Hondo's door and shot him out of the track.
1: I'm sitting there like under (laughs) caution pacing and Hondo's like three cars in front of me. And all of a sudden there goes the 56 at, at a billion miles an hour by me. And I'm like, Oh, Oh no. John messaged me. He goes, dude, he goes, I love you. You're
2: my friend. And you were literally like the fourth person I invited to this league He goes, but I have to suspend. (laughs) I just, I think I just responded worth it.
1: (laughs) All right. We got a couple from an old returning favorite, Mr. AF Django. Hey, hey. Hey. would you be in favor of NASCAR doing what IndyCar does and making track specific specs for cars each week? (laughs) Kind of what they do with super speedways. We could really use a better short track car. I mean they kind of do that already. They've got the different I mean, packages.
2: I, yeah, I mean they've been doing that for years and guess what we all hated the 550 package. I miss it. Well, I mean, they're not no, the they're not packages. far off of doing that now. The problem is they don't have a good short track package to fall back on. Yeah. If yeah. they came up with good packages for each racing or each track type, then hell yeah. I think we are almost there. They fixed the short tracks and we're kind
1: of there. I mean, they still need some work <laughs> on the super speedways because everything just turns into a two by two bore fest. Yeah. <laughs> so the super speedways are pretty much there. Could use a little help, but once they fix the short track package, I mean, the intermediate package is great on certain tracks. Like we had the intermediate pack. I think yeah, And had,
2: the road course package isn't horrible. It's same as the short. Track I mean, it's package, kind of yeah. the problem is it's, it's too good. It's, it's yeah. the short tracks there. It's too good at the short tracks. I wish
1: they so had the short no track. Racing. I wish they had the short track package at gateway this weekend. I think it would have been a better race. Yeah,
2: those brakes would have died within five minutes with a low downforce package. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that honestly, that lightning delay killed us. Yeah, because it was a lot warmer. <laughs> we lost. And they the kept sun. talking about heat. It's nice and hot today. Blah blah blah. If we kept that heat,
1: I bet it would have been a better race. Yeah,
2: because it was like ninety two degrees before it became overcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't understand what he means. I don't know if he's asking this for us. Still no baby or youth clothing. Uh, we don't have any adult clothing yet. So, nope that's kyle's department not mine sorry talk to kyle been working on it uh how long should a race aim to be over under two and a half hours what are you thinking three i think three is i think three is a sweet
0: spot i mean you think like football game you know a football game's four hours three and a half maybe
1: depending how fast they're going yeah i think sub four is the goal yeah i mean that's one of the nice things granted there's a lot wrong with formula one but the fact that every race is under two hours is kind of nice because you can just get in watch the race and be done.
0: Yeah, you you can get in, watch like the pole sitter win the race and then move on. No, you know,
1: I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, no, no, you're a nice time. I think it's a little short. I would I like a little more. Yeah, I think like a three, three and a half hours is a nice window. Any more than that. and It's getting excessive outside of like the Coke 600 that obviously I'm fine if that goes fucking seven hours because normally I'm.
0: Yeah, Formula One's great. You just turn
1: it on. No one passes anyone. Then it's over. Pretty much. Uh, in the last one from AF Django, do you feel this year will be more remembered by its controversies or by its racing product? I think the racing product is a controversy at some tracks.
0: Um, Like what controversies are going to be that memorable? we haven't
1: had that many. I don't think the controversies were worse last year, like with the car trying to kill people. Yeah. You know, we just got driver's pissing each other off. And that happens
0: every year. Yeah, exactly. So like, that's nothing new. And no, yeah. there's no controversies that are going to be remembered from this year. In my opinion, what, like, what do you think is going to, yeah, I don't know. Live on. I mean, they're going to use like 9,000 replays of everything that happened. Like they always do. Like they're, they were replaying Denny and, uh, and Ross 1500 fucking times. Of course, we, told, we said that last week. gateway and like, That's that's what they do every year, but I don't think there's any major controversies
1: that will live on. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, and then the last one from Mr. Michael Carteropoli. Cold takes himself. Captain Cold takes. The CEO of Worldwide Technology came out before the truck race and said they are working very hard to make the track a premier stop on the schedule. And you can tell they're putting real effort into it. I hope it works out in the long run. The facility is great, the concessions aren't far from your seats. There's track Wi-Fi that works great. Now we just got to fix these damn cars and tires. Oh, and that fiber optic cable. That apparently that's not their fault. You know, they Yeah. If that it's not
0: their doing, it sucks. And it looks bad on
1: them, but it's the not only their thing fault. Bianchi was talking about it today. I mean, the only thing is is the track kind of loses its uh its gimme because this is not the first time it's happened. No. And what was it 21, the truck race, the power went out during a night race and all the lights shut off? Yep, And then he said there was another instance of the power going on. I think it was 2010 at some race there. So the, the track has a history of having these infrastructure issues. Yeah, they got to fix that. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't mind gateway. Like the truck race was pretty good. I just think that unfortunately these cars take good tracks
0: and make them crap. I think it would have been a banger if, if we didn't have this ridiculous lightning delay that took us
2: four hours and yep. then we lost all the heat. Yep. This is just one of those tough tracks. It's it's hard to put a correct package on this track because it yep. should be rightfully a short track. Package. Should be like New Hampshire. This is a this is New Hampshire with a little bit more banking. It's a mile. What is it? A mile
1: and a third and <laughs> yeah, a it's just and a over a mile. It's a little bit more banking and mismatched corners. But one the problem and two is the three.
2: straightaways are so long and the braking is so severe. They can't run a typical short track package. Here Agreed. Because of. It has Pocono style
1: braking. To me, this is one. to me. It's the same problem that Pocono suffers from. <laughs> like the mile and a half package isn't great at Pocono, but you can't put the short track package on Pocono. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's 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 this weird track that there's nothing else. Imagine like
2: Pocono it. somehow almost turns into like a super speedway package. Oh, the that rule that would be wild.
1: But like you said, the braking is so high they can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I don't dislike gateway. I just, I hope it does better because I think it's, an it's a cool track. unique track. It's a unique it's just, track. Yeah.
2: They haven't quite figured out how to make it racy yet. Like there's, I think last year the lanes have changed also. Like last year it was like a middle groove and this year it was all in the bottom. Well,
1: Kenny Wallace guys, as much as I can't stand him, he was talking about on the broadcast saying that last year it was bottom dominant and they were actually able to use like the middle lane this year. I, I will
0: give him a lot of credit. Say what you will. I I said this
1: on the discord, like him on the internet,
0: oftentimes insufferable. Often. You mean all the time? I was giving him some benefit of the doubt. You know, if you agree with him or disagree with him, whatever, he's a lot, he's a lot to handle, whether you're on his side or not on his side. He's a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That man knows his shit. He does. And on the broadcast, he kept it right on cue, like kept it on target, talked about the race, and he knows his shit, and he did a damn
2: good job on that. He's a broadcast. little out of touch with the next gen car, obviously. Yeah. Like he's well, with a little of, practice, he's kind be of good. that same realm as I want to say as bad as like Danica Patrick, but he's like he's been out of NASCAR so long, not as bad as he, her. Yeah. That's um, but he doesn't know the car super well. No. So he can't give that educated of um, like insight. information on it, insight yeah. like yeah. Tony Stewart can, like Kurt yeah. Bush can, like Clint Boyer can. But he was, I thought, very good on the broadcast. Yeah, he did. He's one of those personalities. He's got a super far out personality, much like Michael Waltrip. But Michael Waltrip really turns down the shtick when he's in the booth, and yep. he's Mikey's also fantastic in the booth. Yeah, yeah, he which is. is goes I back think to my first initial call, which I wanted Mikey and Clint in the booth because they can rile each other up, but they're also both professional and can be professional. You could
0: tell that Kenny really wanted to do a good job. Yeah, that's I, and I think he did a killer job. When they
1: said he was coming on, I was like, "Oh, this race is gonna suck." Like I thought it was gonna be awful, but I, I agree. I was pleasantly surprised. He mm. toned his like Norm just did his his shtick down. He toned it down a little bit, and he he did really good yesterday. I think he did great.
2: Yeah, I was very very I impressed thought it with was him. Also, very brave that they kept Mikey in the booth when Ken Oh came my out. god, yeah, I was yeah, surprised. that was that was bold on Fox's part. Because those two have a history; they're they've been buddies for forty years. Yeah, they can be a little wild. Yeah, yeah. And you get two good buddies like that; it's like, all right, they can only be so professional, but they both did fantastic.
1: I was kind of half yeah. watching the race, and I didn't even realize that Clint was still there. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching the race, and I knew, you know, I knew. I'm Kent glad was, Clint
0: made it through the broadcast because if you listen to him during practice and qualifying, his voice was toast. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was like super raspy. He started talking like right away. And I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah. I couldn't even tell it was Clint. Mm. I'm like, and I said it on,
2: I think it was Saturday morning. I was like, he's not going to make it to the broadcast. Yeah. He sounded like he was sick. Yeah. Mikey took up the slack. Yeah. And Mikey, he does fantastic in the truck races. Everyone gives him a hard time because of his track walk stuff, which is them being like, Mikey go be an idiot. Yeah. Pump it up a bit. Like yeah. be a little exaggerated. Go drop your phone in the track. But like you could see like when, <laughs> when they were doing the whole phone thing, like Mikey was so embarrassed. Yeah, he was. And he you was get, just like, can we just please stop talking? He's, about it? He goes, he doesn't want to keep talking about it. He's the
1: guy that's the joker in the fucking King's court and
2: doesn't want to be like. Well, he, he likes making jokes. He doesn't want to be the joke. He doesn't want to be the yeah. joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that was a very, he I'm sure took it as they're laughing at me, not with me in this situation. Yeah. Him dropping the cake on Denny's car, or the tacos or like that. That's a laugh with me. Cause that was a joke and I'm having fun. It's funny. Yeah. But losing your phone and like the stress of not knowing where your phone is and stuff like that. And then be like, now it's all on camera and everyone sees it. Like that's a laughing at me moment Yeah, where I feel like he was definitely just like, all right guys, like, hold on. I missed this. What happened? Well, you missed the phone thing. I didn't even so know. Mikey no idea what you're talking about. Did the grid walk. Yep. What his typical grid walk. It wasn't bad or anything like that, but he hopped the pit wall, ran across the start finish line and ran up the stands to get into the, into the booth for the race. Yeah. When he was doing that, when he hopped the fence, which Mikey's a pretty athletic guy, so it hopped the wall. So he he hopped it like a like he was trying to like be cool. a tall person yeah. does, rather than just like slowly climbing over it. His phone and his notes fell out of his pocket in, in between the safer barrier and the wall. And no, landed, on the track. But there's like a little like like almost like a half inch deep groove before the inside yeah. wall, and his phone landed perfectly in that with the notes. And they found it later after the first red flag. Mikey realized his phone was missing, and so Fox, they're like, oh we literally watched you cross the track. So Fox, like literally like CSI Miami, the entire <laughs> of like slow motion, watched him the entire time to see when he lost his phone. And they had like four different angles of it falling out of his pocket and they were showing it. And then they're like, all right, if anyone's found Mikey's phone, let us know. And then they cut to another shot of the AMR safety crew finding it. No and so, like, shit. So the AMR safety crew had to be on the track, the entire red flag to like kind of keep eye mm-hmm. on. Like, is it raining over here and stuff like that? So they kept panning to that truck like, all right, Mikey, the truck's still in turn four. Your phone's still in the truck. So, you know, he's sitting there going, all right, guys, I get it. Like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah. They, they had special um, images on the screen, like the AMR phone recovery team and stuff like that. They ended up phoning in the AMR Kai, the guy. On Mikey's phone. And he was. Yeah, they and, hit him on the broadcast. And, yeah, and they, he was talking on the broadcast. He's like, I found the phone. They're Like, does it have a purple case? He's like, yep. They're like, does it have, uh, is it Mikey and his daughter on the screen? Yep. But is the phone damaged? Oh, it's got a small crack in it. Like, oh. Mikey, your phone did break. He goes, oh, it's still cool that my phone was on the track for the race, though. And so he was having a little fun with it. But you could tell, like, after a while, it's like. Guys, enough. It yeah. was similar to when Gwen Stefani was talking about Clint Boyer drinking. And Clint Boyer's was just like, guys, I'm on TV. Like, yeah. chill. Chill out. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was Mikey. He was very much like, all right. I just, it's I hard just, to like, toe that phone. line, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah. So that's it for Twitter. But he did great in the booth. I love yeah. Mikey. All right. Once again, thank you to Mr. Tyler for posting up. Let's go to Gateway. We'll start the questions with just bus. If you could pick a new location for the clash, where would you choose somewhere that doesn't currently have active cup racing nearby? Do you revive a dead track? The money is clearly there considering how much it costs to set up the Coliseum each year.
0: The issue we've talked about this 150 times. Uh, the issue is the time of year. <clears throat> you yep. yeah. very much limited. It has to be in the South. It's got to be in warm climate. Yeah. I, th- I would like to see the Clash just rotate. I don't want to pick a specific spot. Um, I would like to see it just constantly rotate.
2: Yep. I've said before the clash doesn't necessarily need to be the start of the season. I would love some sort of shootout at Nashville, the week of the award ceremony, like instead of the clash at the beginning of the year, put the clash at the end of the year. And there's a a one race, little all-star shootout thing right before introducing the week of the, the award ceremony before they do the burnouts on the boulevard and stuff like that. Like it'd be very cool to do something at um, that track before that fairgrounds. St- yeah. The fairgrounds, fairgrounds exactly to kick off that week. I still don't love the Coliseum, but I don't really have, I don't want to see us go to Irwindale or Bowman gray or something like that. I mean, you're now forcing us to be able to only fit 7,000 fans in a set of seats. That's yeah. great. Coleman Wilson <clears throat> for chase's suspension. How do they stop people from hooking people that are in the playoffs? You win, you dump someone, you get a waiver, no penalty and get to pick up where you left off. What penalties would you guys give? I think the suspension is worth it.
1: I agree, but I get what he's saying is like we talked about earlier. The suspension means nothing. If chase wins the race, if chase wins a race before the playoffs, yeah, he's going to be in the playoffs. He's gotten his waivers. The suspension means nothing.
2: Like, so he's how asking do you- specifically in the playoffs. That is such a small window for that opportunity. Yeah. Say you win the first race out of a three-week window. I mean, at, and they also the reason why Bubba got the first initial suspension was it also affected a playoff guy. Yep. And so NASCAR is definitely going to take a closer look as who it affects, and if they see. Kyle Busch is the points leader and Chase Elliott wins the first race. I'm just using them as examples and Chase Elliott wins the first race and the next race, right hooks Kyle Busch and takes him out of the points lead. NASCAR is going to look at that a lot closer. I don't know. I don't want to start making up all new scenarios for them to penalize people because obviously we've already seen this one's kind of going off the deep end with Austin Dillon's comments this week. But I mean, NASCAR is aware of there are deeper intentions behind this thing. NASCAR keeps track of the rivalries and, how many times so and so's bumped into so-and-so and we got to keep a closer eye on these guys. Cause anything could be malicious at this point. Right. And they're going to be aware of that. I don't, I just don't see it playing out quite like that. I don't think it's that that's a pretty dumb move to do when you don't know the outcome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If anything, throw a monetary fine on top of it, but I
2: think they're doing the right yeah. thing at this point. Um, yeah. Not to, to mention, we don't know if they will give you a waiver mid playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we're true. seeing all these waivers in the regular season for the playoffs. There's nothing that says NASCAR has to give you a waiver mid playoffs. If Chase Elliott does this the first week of the playoffs, you're done. Yeah. NASCAR may not give you a waiver because yep. oh, playoffs have already started. Yeah, it's yep. going to affect them.
1: Right. So just a really quick follow up on our little topic a little bit ago about how Corey's taking this. Did you see his Instagram post? No, uh, it's his normal you know weekly collage of all the pictures from the weekend and stuff. Just another brief story within the journey. Uh big thanks to Hendrick Inspire for the opportunity. Learned a lot this week about racing and about myself. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't either. I don't know how I feel about that. Cryptic. A Little bit.
2: Was that it? Yeah, it's it. Oh, okay. All right. Blocka. Blocka. Hypothetical question, but we all know the result of it. If Corey wins this Sunday in the nine, what happens in the playoffs? Does he race the seven as the driver and the nine is in as a owner championship or does Corey have to have have to continue to race the nine? Uh, It works exactly how you initially said it. That would have locked him in as a driver. It would have locked the nine in as a owner's championship uh, playoff driver. Uh, He would not have needed to stay in the nine.
0: The seven would not technically have been in the playoffs. For owner's points.
2: Corey in the seven would be in for the driver's points. Similar to what we saw last year with the 12 being in the owner's championship, but not in the playoffs. And it was a whole garglesborg of confusion and makes it even more difficult, but it would have been great for the nine team and also great for Corey. Psycho Bob. Watching Deegan get punted into the wall, she seems to get used up quite a lot. All the time. That being said, AA gets fed up with Bubba and shoves him on pit road. Noah... Who's AA? Eric Amarillo. Eric Amarillo. Noah gets fed up with Ross and shoves him on pit road. What is Haley supposed to do to really show her frustration? What do competitors do to Haley? Random weird question I know. Just wanted to spark some conversation on this. I mean, she can push, but I mean, that's not really fair to anybody else. Yeah. Cause obviously it's- you can't hit her back. We saw this with Natalie Decker a couple of years ago where she can start a fight with somebody else, but obviously they can't do anything back to her. It's, it's one of those things. It's not really something she plans for to start her career. I'm going to, I want to be the highest achieving female driver in NASCAR. I want to break a bunch of records. She doesn't think about when she's joining the sport, how am I going to, how fight? am I going to fight people on pit road? I yeah, mean, And that's not something NASCAR really thinks about either. Cause they don't want drivers to do that. Um, so that's not really something, obviously Ross Chastain can't punch H- Haley Deegan on pit road. Eric Almirola can't shove Haley Deegan on pit road. It doesn't, it's, it's going to be looked at a lot differently and it puts her in kind of a position to be like, all right, I need to prove myself on the track because I know I can't get into these scuffles with people off the track. You can't, it's not going to work. So,
0: yeah. I mean, if you look at the entirety of like NASCAR's history, fights are fairly few and far between. So it's not that big of an issue. Like you, you're not coming in to be a NASCAR
2: driver and be like, all right, well, I got to be able to fist fight. It's not like hockey. Yeah. We talked about the same three fights for the past 18 years. Yeah. Like there, it's not super common, but these guys that, run over Haley supposedly and wreck her on purpose because they know she can't do anything about it. They can certainly get punched in the face by Haley. They can get punched in the face by Haley's crew chief. And at that point it's what, what can you do at that point? So, I mean, it's, it's a weird world and it's obviously NASCAR doesn't want drivers fighting. The teams don't want drivers fighting. It puts her in a box for sure, but I don't think it's something she really worries about. The WF professor. Thoughts on Fox not sending a crew to call the truck race fun when they don't even know why there is a caution until someone shows a replay very unprofessional. You would think since NASCAR wants this series to grow in views that maybe the broadcast would actually be professional in their presentation. Not the first time this was an issue with Fox. Was it that bad? I don't really know what he's talking about. I mean, I'm sure Fox sucks because they typically do, but the trucks were at the same place as the cup cars.
0: Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. So
2: I don't know if he meant Xfinity. I mean, there were a couple instances in the truck race where a caution came out and they didn't quite know why. I mean, that happens in Cup, too. Yeah, I mean, it's we've said it time and time again. The Fox commentators care. It seems like the Fox personnel don't. Yeah. Like, it's we saw it a couple weeks ago with Clint Boyer. All right, watch the 12 car here off turn two. See how he pedals the throttle. They cut to a race for 18th. Instead of showing what Clint Boyer wants him to show, so it's it's almost. I think I said it on the Discord that the typically it's the camera people need to react to what the commentators are saying because they're the ones who are paid to say that, and they're the ones that are supposedly the professionals and know everything about the sport. Right. But with Fox, it seems like the commentators are just supposed to react to what the camera people show them. Right. Which isn't right. You you have. Guys that you pay a lot of money. You got Mike joy, Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, whoever is that third person in the booth. You pay them a lot of money because they are professionals. They are experts and they know what they're looking at. If Clint Boyer tells you to watch that car, watch that car. Yeah. Clint Boyer can see it out the window and he wants the, the viewers to see the same thing he sees. But when Fox cuts to a random race for 18th place, that doesn't matter. And they, they cut off of what the commentators want them to. The commentators now need to collect and, adjust and commentate on what they're seeing rather than what they want you to see. Yep. So Fox drops the ball week in and week out. It's, it's at this point, not surprising, but I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing new.
0: Yeah. We're just like, not going to beat a dead horse on that one because we only have one week left. Oh my
2: God. I can't freaking wait for NBC. Same. Give me Dale jr. Just bus opinions on dirt dropping on road courses. Personally, kind of, Personally, I kind of feel like it should be considered corner cutting. Nah. I it depends. It. I mean, obviously, there are track limits to an extent. Obviously, NASCAR, I mean, we always talk about the Dale Earnhardt pass at, what was it, Riverside? Riverside,
1: actually, just that, that reel started popping up that again this week.
2: was the most illegal pass in NASCAR history, in my opinion. But I love it. But it was it was legendary, and back then, they didn't really care. It was cool. Now, that would be a penalty. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no way they would allow that aggressive of like cutting the course. Now it was with, brutal <laughs> with how they, I mean, they obviously they monitor the monitor, the chicanes at Coda because they know how easy it is to cut them and just drive straight through them. Yeah. So they monitor that, that I don't know what turn it is, but that turn that was kicking all the dirt up at Coda. Yeah. I feel like that should be monitored closely too. Mm-hmm. Cause the fact that we're throwing cautions for dirt on the track, because everyone's cutting that everyone's corner, doing it. Yeah. I feel like that should be watched, but I mean, places like Portland, if you're not gaining tenths of a second by doing it, I'm not gonna call it cutting the
1: course. I feel like it just looked worse because it looked really fucking dry there. So if you even breathed on that dirt, it was getting yeah. the kicking all that dust up.
0: That also kind of comes down on the track too. Like you gotta if you're maintaining this track, like you know where people are gonna try to cheat it. And if you don't make
2: uh, you know, a track limit rule. You better put something else there other than dirt. Right. Yeah. And we don't see this issue at Watkins Glen. We don't see this issue at Sonoma. Put a track limit or put turf. We don't, although Watkins Glen and Sonoma, there are runoff spots that NASCAR's kind of just given them the green light to use, but they make it risky. Yeah. But places like Portland, places like Coda, these tracks aren't made for NASCAR. No. These tracks are made for SCCA. They're made for Indy. They're made for F1. Yeah. They're the cars that normally race in these tracks can't drop tires like NASCAR can. Right. So these tracks aren't designed to have a full suspension car that can afford to do a three inch tire drop. Yeah. Miata spec and Indy lights and stuff like that aren't doing that. So the tracks don't care. Yeah. It's not an issue until a cup car gets there or an Xfinity car, whatever. So, I mean, it is up to the tracks to an extent, but when NASCAR is reaching out to all these lower tier tracks or kind of obscure tracks, it is the, the tracks shouldn't be responsible at that point. Because they're not designed for it. <laughs> all right. Just bus. Wait. A place called Worldwide Technology Speedway lost their internet? <laughs> yeah. Dan already made that joke. Yeah. guy yeah. saw that. Uh, and the internet and has been the <laughs> There's 600 people made that joke. Uh, apparently it was an at t problem. So bring it up with them. <laughs> Just bus. Worst DraftKings lineup of the season. Let's see what he picked. Nope. Kyle Busch. Great pick, 104 points. Tyler Reddick, bad pick, negative 18 points. Bubba Wallace, two points. Keselowski, eight points. Briscoe, minus 0.2 points. Austin Sindrick, great race, 31 points. Uh, I had one earlier
1: this year. I think I ended the race with like 40 points. Yeah, yeah so mean, he's not still, the worst.
2: Yeah, he still got 127 points. Yeah, it ain't that bad.
1: I am pretty sure <laughs> Kyle I Kyle Busch got
2: 104 of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I forget which race it was, but it might have been the one that made me stop doing DraftKings because I think I got like
2: 40 points and yeah. I was like, I'm done. I've honestly forgotten about DraftKings. My, my life's been better. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. I'm if I feel not, the same way burning money to I, these guys every week that apparently just know the future. Yeah. I, I get the notification from DraftKings every week that
1: there's a new contest and I'm like, Oh, I should.
2: Nah. I want to start doing it again. I honestly, I hate that. I keep forgetting yeah, I, because it does make the race a little bit more exciting. But when you have people that apparently just never lose and you got people in there scoring like 300 some odd points, you're just like, what do I got to do here? Be better. I need a DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because these guys are nailing. You need, it. Like, the, you need the book, the the sports report like these book. guys
2: that are like picking Austin Dillon at like Sonoma. Like, where did you get this pick? And he gets a fifth place finish. Like, how did you get here? Yep. Like, tell me your secrets. Sparky with KFB at sixty three wins now. Do you think he can pass Jimmy Johnson in all time Cup wins? It's Jimmy at eighty three. Yeah, so he's twenty off. I mean, it's possible. Possible, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Busch has, I mean, ten years left at least. Yeah. Cause he said he wants to race until Brexton's in the truck series.
0: He's what? 36. Yeah. Ke- Kyle's 36. Let's say we'll use Kevin as benchmark. Kevin's 47. Yep. So
2: 11 more years. Let's just call it 10, 10 years, three wins a year. That's 30 wins game over easy. Yeah. Yeah. So he can do it for sure. It's whether he races cup for the entire extent of that. Does he race cup for another five, six years and then drops to trucks and races trucks full times with his son? Who knows? Yeah. But Kyle Busch is definitely capable of doing it. He's not, I mean, he's good for one, maybe two more championships, if that. But total wins, I think he can definitely get there. Yeah. Sparky, a common suggestion for Auto Club and even for a Texas reconfiguration is a Bristol-Martinsville slash hybrid with longer straights and banked tight turns. After what we saw with brake rotor failures this weekend from the longer straights, should that become something that track owners need to be concerned about before finalizing any plans? It's all it's it's weather dependent, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's auto not club's not on, gonna have it's a weather not issue. On the brake rotor, or it's not on the track owners. I heard a couple drivers talking about it's possible for them to overcool the brakes. So if they have bigger brake ducts for this race because they're expecting it to be 95 degrees out the entire time, and the brakes stay at a more constant, warmer temperature, and it doesn't fluctuate as much, that's better for the brakes. But for this race, how much it cooled down, you have a long straightaway where those brakes are dropping 30, 40 degrees when you're going down the straightaway and then you slam the brakes and get them super hot. That's going to spike. Yeah. It's also so weather dependent because the temperature plummeted yeah. at San And then that's how, that's how rotors crack. So everyone yeah. assumed that the brakes were just overheating. And a lot of people like it's possible that they were getting too cool. Yep. Hot, cold, hot, cold, yeah, hot, exactly. cold. They cycle too many times. Yep.
1: Yep. yep. And then you get a crack, you get a hairline crack, and then that hairline crack
2: gets bigger and bigger and then kaboom. Yep. All right. Coleman Wilson. I feel like Corey driving another car is like sleeping in somebody else's bed, having nightmares all weekend. Do you think he does it again? If a Hendrick driver is out and the opportunity comes up or sticks with the car he knows he likes the setup of, even if it's not the best equipment? No, he'd take the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to go again. I mean, imagine, God forbid. I mean, we're not saying it it should happen we're not praying for this but say something happens and a seat at Hendrick opens up before Dover before Pocono I mean I, people said a restrictor plate race but I mean it doesn't make a difference whether he's in the 9 or the 7 for a restrictor plate race yeah but you get into a Hendrick car at a track that they're known to be amazing at you're going to have a great freaking weekend I mean look at what Barry did at a couple of the great Hendrick tracks yeah scores a second place, a bunch of top fives or a bunch of top tens, top fifteens. I mean, it's, it was just a recipe for disaster this weekend with Corey. Um, I think he takes the opportunity if it comes up, but the chances of that happening are very slim and they've already proven that they're not going to do it for a long period of time. Yeah. If another driver gets injured and they're out for 10 weeks, they're not going to put Corey in it because that screws over his team. So the chances of them getting a one or two week opening is very slim. Yeah. Does this mean Corey is still scored 21st in scoring for the week, but the owner's points for the seven car are 33rd? Yes. Yep. West Weston looks like the two car teams are doing better. These last couple of years, which two car team as a whole is your favorite right now? Trivia. When was the last time a non four car team won a championship? Penske doesn't count. Truex Martin Truex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta be. Cause
1: think about it. That was, so what do we got? French Row. Uh, Penske last year,
2: Hendrick Hendrick it was 2020. Who won 19? Well, it was 2X, Logano, Bush. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. Logano again, wasn't it? Isn't that the past no, five years? You missed
1: Kyle Bush. Bo-
2: Kyle Bush was in there? Kyle Bush was 19. Joey was 18. Did Trix win in 17? No. True. Yeah. 17 for Truex. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was Truex. Then, Truex. Yeah, it was Furniture yeah, so Row. Furniture Row, yep. one car team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or actually, technically, were they a two car team that year with the 77? I don't think so. Maybe. Or did the 77 come the year after? Doesn't matter. It wasn't four.
1: Well, no, yeah. they, they weren't there the year after. Truex won the championship and then Furniture Row
2: folded. No. Truex won the championship and lost to Logano the following year before going to the 19. I thought he, I thought that was the big thing is that he won the championship and then it folded. No, because I think he was still in the 78 when it was uh you ain't winning the damn war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, was he? still in the 78.
1: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Because the, the uh, Martinsville payback that never happened. That was the year, still waiting year on that. Jones came into the 77 with five hour energy and they went to a two car team before shutting down and JGR stole both their drivers. Uh, that being said, which two car team as a whole is your favorite right now? 2311. Yeah. Definitely. They're the best
0: performing across the board. RFK is not far behind, but I like 2311
2: a lot. Yep. RFK, that's a good one. Oh, no. Trackhouse.
1: Fuck. Yep. Trackhouse. There are a lot of
2: two car teams right now. Yeah.
1: yeah, You got Trackhouse, Front Row, Stuart Haas. (laughs) (laughs) There are one car. (laughs) Which one? The the Stuart or the Haas? (laughs) So, what is it? Trackhouse, Front Row, Spire, Legacy, Colleague. Colleague. Ugh. what
2: well, other two legacy? RFK RFK you're missing the number one Rick where racing motherfucker they're three they have like three cars no I thought sometimes a 15, two sometimes, a sometimes, sometimes three one some sometimes yeah, maybe good sometimes, sometimes,
1: sometimes, sometimes always, always good sometimes always good
2: sometimes they have, they have two shit. charters so they're yeah. two cars yeah. in my opinion
1: um I think it's a ta- I mean, track house RFK has been doing really well outside of
2: this I like Ross house. so yeah my favorite would be Spire because I'm a Corey fanboy yeah but Honestly, right now RFK.
0: Favorite team, not favorite single driver, because the seventy seven yeah,
1: hard pass. Out of all of
2: those two car teams, the one I want to see do the best I think would be RFK. Same.
1: I want to see RFK return to glory and I want yeah. Brad to be the guy to bring him there. Cause I, I've never had a problem with Brad. I've always liked him and
2: I've never yeah. been a huge Roush fan. Neither honestly never been a huge Brad fan. But what he's doing at RFK, I'm yep. a huge yeah. Fan I'm impressed of. with for sure. I was never and f- plus the fact that he went in there and he goes, "I need this whole place cleaned." Yeah, that just I was never a,
1: I was never a Roush fan because of my carryover from when I was a child with Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon, so I was never a big Roush fan, and I was never a big Brad fan because he was with Penske, and I have some weird hatred for Penske. But now that you like put the two of them together, and like you said, I really it's fun seeing what he's doing. Especially the more people that go on Dale Junior's show and talk shit about what Roush was doing back in the early 2000s, like yeah. you really want to see that team kind of come back from the ashes. Yeah, for sure. just there's too many hands in the pot right now. There's, I think um, so too. Still yeah. too many owners. Well, we know the Fenway guys aren't fucking doing anything. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's pretty much just Brad at this point. Much. But there's still like there's still a pecking order that I think if they file it down, it just becomes pretty much just Brad's team and he can have his way with it, which it sounds like it kind of is, but there's still a lot of names attached. Yeah, yeah. I really, I want that team to do good. All right. Dave 044 with Stenhouse quietly having, and it's not that quiet to be honest, really not quietly having one of his best seasons ever. Is he a dark horse to go deep in the playoffs? They talked about this a lot on the broadcast. If he keeps seventh placing the rest of the field to death, he could go very far in the playoffs. Oh, we yeah. About, could. You could get into the final four with seventh place finishes. Yeah. yeah. If you finish seventh every week, that's a shit ton of points, including stages. He's not going to win the championship finishing seventh. But yes, if, if he continues to run on the back half of the top 10, he could go pretty deep into the playoffs. Yeah. But the way Stenhouse drives, he drives super aggressive and he's surrounded by people that drive super aggressive. He's going to keep getting in incidences like we had this week at Gateway where he's running a clean racing, it's caught up in somebody else's mess. I feel like he's... With toning, Darlington
0: and, and Bristol in the first round, I think that plays against him. If he can make mm-hmm. it through the first round, he's got Texas and Talladega to back up. Yeah. He'd be he'd be a weapon there, but I think he's a, a liability at Darlington and Bristol. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, it could go either way with him. All right. Carter Ropley. Using Bob's tweet to ask a question, Bob Pockris posted... NASCAR has started using data to make sure to make decisions on penalties. What drivers think of that trend and how it has changed how NASCAR officiates. And his question is, should car data influence penalties? Yes. It should back it up. It should back it up. Yes. I agree.
1: I don't think you should be able to go in and look at data and be like, if there's no, like, let's say I'm trying to think of a good I example. test first. Yeah. Then back it up with. If there's nothing, if there's nothing to, you know, no one's called foul on a move, but then on Monday they go look at the data and go, look at that, look at that. I, I I don't like that. But if there's something like the Denny Hamlin chase thing that you, they can go look at the data and it supports what you saw with your eyeballs. I'm okay with it. I I
2: think the one thing data can be used for that is cut and dry is restarts. Yes, they can look at restarts and go, he accelerated first, he accelerated second, but that's still resulting from an initial eye investigation. It looks like Ross got a jump on that restart. Let's go to the data. Yeah. It looks like chase intentionally right hooked Denny Hamlin. Let's go to the data, but there I have no problem with that. The problem, and we've said it before, the problem with the data is I hate that the teams can all see each other's. I think that takes some of the, the driver like specialty out of it. Mm -hmm. If Kyle Busch goes down and lays a record setting lap at gateway and he knows what he did to do that. Now every other driver can go, oh, he accelerated for 0.3 seconds more than me and hit the brakes 90% harder than I did. Like it's, it kind of takes the fun out of that. I have no problem with NASCAR looking at every piece of data they can. It annoys me that the teams can just nonchalantly check each other's. That right. bothers me. Right. All right. Nathan Danforth, if the Loose is Fast podcast was the main sponsor for a cup race, what track would it be at what would it be named and what would the trophy be? Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, I think the
1: why name why do we have
0: is, 900 questions? I think baby. the this name is amazing.
1: The name would be easy. It would just you know, be the loose, loose
0: fast. fast podcast, 400 at Darlington because loose is fast.
2: I just like the idea of it being at Darlington. I was going to say the Bristol night race. See, I'm not a huge Darlington, person. I'd Darlington or Bristol for sure. I'm in the loose is or fast. the loose, the loose is is fast fast. podcast, Daytona
1: 500, the, the loose is fast night race. Mm. The loose fast night stage.
2: Hmm. Okay. I mean, what would the trophy be? That is, that is the fun question right there.
0: It's just like a, one of those Funko pop things, uh,
2: of Coltrickle. trickle, a bronze. I was going to say literally a six foot tall bronze statue of Coltrickle. trickle. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say a six foot bronze bust of Kyle. That
1: just that face, like the creepy Indy 500 bust. But like, I like that, but like a bigger
2: version of it on your, on of just you. Okay. I, I cool. want a statue of the end of days of thunder with Cole and Harry hog racing on foot. Oh. <laughs> like the, the running scene. Oh, no, no,
1: has. it's a super realistic bust of Cole trickle, but at the end where it's got the, all the black with the, and the goggle line Yeah. Right yeah.
2: <laughs> at the end of the 500, it's like, it's the bust is just like polished copper, but that's kind of like stained. Yeah, copper. Yeah. 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 All right. We can have fun with that. Uh, I just want a statue of cold turtle. Please send it to my house. I just want to sponsor uh, a race. That'd be cool as fuck. Nathan Danforth between weather delays with no rain, broken brake rotors, fill in the drivers, fill in drivers, the wall breaking, the entire broadcast messing up and a pit crew member getting, getting sent to the hospital. This is one of the weirdest races we've seen in a long time. True, But what are some other races that come to mind that might be out weird? This one brickyard. Indianapolis, Entire year. When, Entire year. oh my god! Now Indianapolis, when that freaking rumble strip exploded, the rumble strip at Indy. In oh yeah, cars yep. all right. I remember watching that live and not comprehending what was happening. Uh, we were doing
1: the show that, t- yeah. still, and mm-hmm. I remember going, "Oh my
2: god!" Tomorrow's episode is going to be a fuck show. That or in recent memory, Daytona last year when they all went to turn one and it was pouring rain. Um, Atlanta a couple uh, two years ago when the track came up. Yeah, uh, the jet
1: dryer. Juan Pablo, that might be one of the yeah, strangest races of
2: all times in my lifetime. You want to, you want to go also weird all-star race when it rained, when it rained. everyone crashed and everyone got to bring out backup. I cars. remember
1: watching that as a kid sitting there during that rain delay, glued to the TV watching.
2: That wasn't that long ago. Wasn't that
1: like Oh five? No, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought that was more recent. I don't know, but I still can vividly remember watching that rain delay because that was, you know, normally rain delay is a lot of filler and bullshit we sat there that whole rain delay watching like Gordon's team swap the motor out of the wrecked car into the backup car because NASCAR was like, all right, so everybody wrecked so y'all can get your backup cars ready. And it was insanity, that whole rain yeah. delay See, watching can, them get I the cars swear, ready.
2: I can swear I can remember Michael Walter being in the 15 Napa car for Maybe that you, race, you which you might is be right. why I think it was like 0405. You might be right. I mean, But that also was... random obscure NASCAR moment when it was raining at, I don't remember which track, it might have been Michigan or Dover or something like that, but they're interviewing Dale Earnhardt it was post. It was just raining. And they're like, we think the track's dry enough. And they're interviewing Dale Earnhardt. He's like, we're going to go let the kid try it out. And it's Jeff Gordon. And he wrecks it in turn three because the track's still wet.
1: Oh, yeah. It's I, like Dale I've Earnhardt's seen like, that yep, clip. guess it wasn't dry. I've seen that clip. No, but like the jet dryer is still one of the weirdest ones for me. Because if you remember, that was a delayed, that was a 500
2: on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And no one knew what happened. It was just a random camera angle of an explosion. And the red
1: flag took so long that Ed Cash left my house in Boston Made it back to his house in New Hampshire and still had to wait like 45 minutes for them to get the race going again. Like, yeah,
2: because it melted the track.
1: That was such a crazy that night. Nuts. That was wild. Uh, yeah, it's been so we interesting. Could, we, we could, we could go down a rabbit hole for the, a while on the the in this one. The Indy Road one was nuts, but what Kyle said, the Indy Tire Race was insane. Yeah, that that was, was wild.
2: All right, Pepper. We have a whole bunch more. Keep going. Norm, digging. are the brake rotors a standardized part of the next gen car? Do all cars run the same part number? So the rotors, as far as I'm aware, are still supplied. I think it's- um, Yeah, there are options. They're Brembo now, but you have, obviously there's short short track brakes, road course brakes, super speedway brakes, intermediate brakes. Like there's different like sized brakes and brake rotors they could run, but all of the brake rotors are the exact same part per that package. package, Yes. You You can can choose your package. Yeah. But you have to choose one of the
0: options. Correct. A, B, or C. But,
2: I mean, these teams are all smart enough. They're all going to bring the same brakes to each race. Yeah, for the most part. I Uh, think Kyle Busch talked about in his post-race. The Rain
1: Winston was 2001. So add that to the list of weird shit that happened that year.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. S. Blakey 22 probably early for questions, but long-time listener, first-time caller, Actually, you're just on time for questions because you posted them about an hour and a half ago. Why didn't y'all talk about the driver's only broadcast last week in the fucking gold that Syndric really is? He did a damn good job. I'll give I, him some credit. I missed all Sindrick of this, but I like heard it was funny. Awkwardly funny. Yeah. yeah. Like his interviews, like he starts interviewing people and he just loses his train of thought. And then they start interviewing him while he's trying to remember what he's thinking of. Syndric is just like, low-key fun nerdy funny. urkel kid he's nerdy he's yeah. fun but he's just like kind of just like out there yep the whole we talked about i think the kevin harvick busting thing a little bit like that was just kind of like awkward like ha. that's that's funny they're messing up kevin's hauler and kevin's just kind of taking it because he wants fox to pay him next year but uh the drivers only broadcast there were some strong opinions about this i have no problem with it
1: yeah I, I heard some strong opinions about it so i like I was him. very against it yeah denny hated it he was all pissy last week he's about like it.
2: let the professionals do their job it's like dude it's one race and it, the whole thing is it's unprofessionals doing that job exactly he's like the professionals can do it better so let them do their job it's like it's this is a show it's a one race event it's and entertainment really Enjoy it. not to mention you're getting drivers in the booth that do this like there's like the guys that do it, Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, Kurt yep. Busch, like the guys that are in the booth do it a lot. And I have no problem with a third or fourth guy being a driver and getting the practice and then them taking over the driver's broadcast. I enjoy it for one race, next Xfinity race. It's not that big and stressful of an event. I enjoy it. Agreed. And then he goes also for Dan. Hello. Don't know why this is for Dan. We're all here and we all have feelings too. Uh, (laughs) history of portland international raceway is really interesting namely the land it sits on vanport oregon never mind dan would mess it up norm i'm confused does he want us to give a history on it i expected him to give us history yeah no i'm confused this sounds like something i have to do research for pass (laughs) Uh, that being said yeah we i think the track is very cool it's just everything around it seems kind of just like it's a club track. It's not a, yeah. a one sporting event location. Yeah. Put on a good race though. Yeah. I enjoy the racing there. Last year was super exciting with all the rain and stuff like that. This year, I think it put on very good racing in that top six, seven.
0: Yeah, for
2: sure. But as far as sending like cup teams or something there, it's, it's not that high caliber yeah. of a location. Yeah. Is that it? I have a,
1: yep. That's it. Last minute addition to the Twitter from an old friend. Who, Mr. Nick Sham Brown? Hey, yes. made fudge tonight and cut my finger on the sweetened condensed milk can. This is this retirement life is hard. Loose as fast pod. Don't let Hondo Longmire retire you with that shiny new sim rig. Okay, he's he's saying he Hondo retired him, and he said retired life is hard, so don't take no shit from Hondo.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Uh, all right, to
0: the Instagram Nathan Danforth. Hello, what has been your most fun slash enjoyable car to drive? My Cabrio. Yeah, you love that. Thing. I I love that. I don't give a shit about that car. I bought it for like what eighteen hundred bucks or yeah. something like that. Through brakes and coils on it, fun and fun. I drive the wheels off of that. You thing. drive like I a beat,
1: grandpa and everything except that car.
0: I, yep, the cheapest thing I own is the one I don't care about at all. And I beat the remember the out night of that we car. drove
1: them both here, and I mean we made it back to the ninety five split in like five minutes yeah because we were just beating the bag out of both of them the whole way back it was great i don't know what's most enjoyable honestly i mean it's kind of a toss-up between my mark 4 wagon and then the gti i have now just because they're comfortable they're quick they're fun they're whatever you know i don't know the the cabrio that i had with the vr and it was a fucking riot that was fun top-down vr noises is something that's fun
2: Yeah, I don't know. I could answer 15 different cars for each one of these, but I would just say my Miata was just like... That was enjoyable. You know, like the the video of... He's Brian Hall from the Jimmy Oaks videos, but like, you ever seen somebody in a slam car and they're just laughing their ass off because they're having most fun? You think they're stupid? That was the Miata. Literally, it was just like you were just an idiot in it. Yeah, but it was just like everyone looking at you. It was just dumb. You didn't care. Like it's a hundred. It's car. funny. Yeah. If I hit a manhole cover and rip the oil pan out of it, I don't really give a shit. It's funny because how I feel like the Cabrio.
1: growing up is hard. Cause even Steph gave me shit when we drove the GTI to New York a couple weeks ago. Cause like every little pothole, I was like, <laughs> cause it's different when you hit a pothole in a thousand dollar car that you've lowered within an inch of its life. And now I'm in like a more expensive car. That's not even really that low, but she's like, you're freaking out about every bump. And I'm like, I don't want to wreck it. You know (laughs) know what I mean? Like it's the ones you don't care
0: about are always the most fun. Yeah. That's like the fastest car you'll ever own is a rental.
2: I also think it was funny. Like my Miata, like I'd be like swerving to avoid acorns in the road. Yeah, because I could high center on it, get stuck. And now, like, I'll be driving around my work van. There's some kid in a clapped out lower civic in front of me. Like, stop swerving, you idiot. Get out of the room, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm just like the crotchety old man. In, like a work van yelling yeah. at teenagers when I slam civics. When when it all comes full circle. There's part of me
1: that has sympathy when I see that. And then there's part of me that's like, stop, you fucking little shit. You're an idiot. But like half the time, it's me just yelling out the window like, you're not even low. Yeah, Oh, yeah. I was way lower. Yeah. yeah. I've played that game before. Like, what are you swerving for? You're not even low. Was there any more anxiety ridden moment, though, than when you would come up to a bridge expansion or like a like a construction bump on the highway while you're in a cruise with like 10 cars and all of you have to slam on the brakes and you're watching. Pandemonium. You're watching all the traffic hauling ass behind you and you are all in panic mode. Yeah.
2: Oh, it was the worst. That's it's like why, seeing Norm on the track. Everyone just scatters. Yeah. That's why you always sent for years. It was me sending my buddy, Jeremy Clark out front. You have like, to, to recon. You send the lowest car first and the easiest to fix, which is a Miata. Yep. You send them first. Cause that car's going to bottom out. and It's probably gonna be fine, but he scopes out the road for you guys. And you follow a close distance to keep an eye on it. Or when I was in my Miata, I would do the exact same thing. Guys, I'll go in front. I don't give a shit. I'll hit everything. Yeah. I've jumped that thing. Dan's watched me. I've He's- watched it. You could, I've, he watched me jump my Miata going down the highway. We the were coming home from Wolfscar. He had to slow down for in his Silverado. Yep. <laughs> and we I were, hit this thing doing 60 and you could see clear as day underneath dude, my car. I think that was on the way home from Wolfscar. one was. year. I called you. That I was, was like, what? uh, you good? The New Hampshire, Vermont line. What is that? That bridge, town? that bridge right there at, um, Newton.
1: It's not Newton. Claremont. Claremont. Yeah. Like that area, like yeah. I watched because you couldn't see daylight. I saw daylight, and then I didn't see daylight anymore. And then just sparks, and I just threw the fucking. Like, he's he's like this out the top. I threw the rocker out the top. <laughs> out like the, hell yeah, brother, and I, was, I was in the Silverado. I think I was either towing the Cabrio or the I trailer think, or the camper. I don't remember what I was towing. And I had to slam on the brakes, and he just was, fucking. You were towing the ha- camper.
2: Steph was driving the Cabrio there. Yeah. yeah He dukes a hazards over this fucking thing, and I'm like. <gasps> No, I <laughs> oh. took I took a second, looked down, saw I still had 60 psi of oil pressure. Immediate hand out the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was
0: the Jesus best. Christ! Uh, all right, Cole C52, LaJoy finishing P21. Is it the car drive a uh, car slash team or driver for being so slow? All the we, above. We talked yeah, we about, talked this. about it. Yeah. Uh He also comes back with a fuck Mary kill. Uh, Hedrick Motorsports RCR JGR all time, not currently.
1: Fuck, so it was fuck, Mary kill, RCR, Hendrick, JGR. Yep. Mary Hendrick, fuck RCR, kill JGR.
2: Yep, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Fuck RCR, as in make love to during the Dale Earnhardt years. Yes. Everything pre and after don't really care about. Hendrick has just always had somebody on that team you can root for. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No matter what year it was, whether you're going back to the 80s and it was Tim Richmond throughout the 90s, love him or hate him, Jeff Gordon. Like you could root for Jeff Gordon or like they had Kenny Schrader. There was always somebody likable on that
1: team. Yeah. There's they there's mm-hmm. never been a lineup at Hendrick where you're like, ew. Yeah.
2: Like you even know. in the mid two thousands, like you had either Dale Jr. or like Casey Kane on that team. Like you couldn't root against either of those guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Pudva. Pudva. Did Corey crash? Yes or
1: no? No. Oh no. Nope. Let's not bring that Twitter back. Did you hear Corey on his podcast last week talking about
2: that? That still gets to him.
1: Yeah. It's that that cut deep. You could yeah. the fact that he remembered it after all these years and could literally bring it up like that, yeah, like that's that's some core memory. You could shit. tell like it hurt Skip to hear it again. Yeah, Skip was like, "Oh, I remember that."
0: <laughs> um. All right, L ninety eight, Jake. Shout out to the Pyro team for also detonating an EMP during the race. <laughs> Those were brutal. Did, wait, wasn't
1: it Gateway last year that had the fucking yeah. fire? Did they do that again this See, year? Um, yeah, okay. they yeah. did.
2: Because it was Ryan Blaney on the front row in both, and yes. this year. Kyle Busch like pussied out and like swerved to the inside. So the picture wasn't as cool as that
1: picture year. from last year, from the back of the pace car was, we used it for, I used yeah. it for like the Twitter picture last year in, that's the coolest goddamn picture the,
2: Insta, or the picture this year. Too. That was the coolest goddamn picture. But this year it was ruined because Kyle Busch got out of line. Aww. I was like, Oh, like you stay, you stay well, it's in line, last year,
1: cooler because last year, nobody knew it was coming. Remember all the drivers were like, we didn't know that was going to happen. It scared the shit out of us. Yeah. Uh, 45
0: member replaces 43 member after injury, uh, ca- uh, cause from Toyota Alliance or kindness. I think it was a kindness move.
1: Probably. Cause it was literally within moments of Reddick going out of the race. And it was then probably the happened. same caution. I think it was honestly, the same was. caution. Yeah. So I, I mean, I bet it was probably helping. I mean, you got to realize these guys are all on different teams, but they all know each other. They're yeah. kind of a big family. You know whether, regardless of who they race for, it's borderline a traveling circus. So it really they really know each other. These they guys are every week. These guys yeah. are a bunch of carnies. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> and, and and one of the guys operating the roller
2: coaster didn't show up today. So not to mention the dunk tank guys. Those filling are in. two teams that just got all mismatched. Like twenty three eleven just created their own pit crews. Yep. Yep. And the forty three team, I think, famously split up after last year because remember they had uh, Hulk. The guy with the beard, like he left mm -hmm. the team and like that whole team got swapped around. So who's to say that wasn't their original front tire carrier last year? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And he was a buddy of them and he agreed to go over there and help them out. Yep.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, Fab life 11. I need a norm holler of excitement for NBC about to take over.
2: Fuck the boys!
1: (laughs) (laughs) A better broadcast! Dale fucking Junior!
0: Yep! The wheel!
1: Oh, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I'd get normal. He was drinking. I'm a little upset by that one. All righty, I was
2: cool the entire time.
0: <laughs> Sam Valley ninety five. Besides the Indy five hundred, what non NASCAR race would you like to attend? Mine is the Rolex twenty four. Rolex
1: twenty four. Hundred percent. Goodwood Festival of speed because that just looks fun as fuck. Honestly, because it's current in my mind, and I'm not a motorcycle guy, but that fucking Isle of Man TT looks nuts. I wouldn't go to that. I don't Uh, want to see someone die. Too scary. Have you seen like, I think it's going on right now or it was going on this weekend. I I wish I could bring it up on Facebook. It was like one of those suggested for you things talking about, you know, it's like, yeah, the, the riders are putting it all on the line, but also the, you have to think about the bikes. It was like out of the whole course, they had the data to back it up like their version of SMT. They were, I don't know how long the course is. I forget. It was either 19 minutes or 19 miles. The bike was at, Flat out on the limiter, like full throttle, flat out for however it was either 19 miles or 19 minutes in a lap. Yeah, that's full throttle to the boards. Pegged, pegged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Statistically speaking, someone dies every every year. year. Did you see the, the picture going around of the guy like literally rubbing against the rock wall? Yeah. At a fucking hundred and eighty.
2: I can't believe they still do that.
1: It's race. unbelievable that that race even still exists. That's yeah, like that's you insane. look
2: at back at the old like uh, Le Mans races and stuff like that. Like the horror stories of those old races. Oh, yeah. That's or what it look is. Back at like. um, What was that Ford versus Ferrari movie? And yeah. Stuff like that like back then, like people died regularly in those races. Yeah. Like even go back to like the original like Daytona Beach races. Like, yep. People died in those people like, would oh, die in the race. Stuff. The race wouldn't even stop. Yeah. like, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, definitely the Rolex is on my Rolex for me. Rolex, one hundred percent. Super uh, obscure race for me. King of the Hammers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because um, I heard the party at King of the yes. Hammers is. Uh, I would nuts. love to go to like Pikes
1: Peak, watch yeah. the hill climb. Like I've seen, heard the stories of like getting up there early at sunrise and like watching the sun come up over the mountains, then the cars start <coughs> coming up. Like that sounds. Pretty I just cool.
0: want. I want to be in the infield for Rolex Twenty Four all night long. And try to take a nap with just the sounds of race. Cars yeah. Ripping well, by. that's
1: what, um, Matt Wood does that. Well, he used to, he hasn't been in a couple of years, but he used to rent a minivan, blow an air mattress up in the back of it, park it in the infield, go walk around as long as he could. And then somewhere around two, three o'clock in the morning, go pass out for an hour or two and then wake back up, watch the sunrise and watch the race end. Yeah. Like the, that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. And I want to be drunk on the Ferris wheel, like two o'clock in the morning. Amen. Um, uh, D Blair. 01, Kyle Bush, 2023 champ question mark. I mean, it's not out of the question, but he's very inconsistent. Yeah. This yeah. year they've, there's races where I forget. It shows he, the equipment. Yeah. There's races where I forget that he's even in the field. And then there's races like this weekend where, what was he at, at his worst? Like third, the yeah. whole race, you know, he's up front all day, all day.
0: Yeah. Um, he's going to be a contender. I wouldn't be
1: shocked if he was final four.
0: all right and uh and the last two are no surprise jet daily talking about yrb when will he lose again and when will he win again and we're not going to make this a trend every
2: single week (laughs) so we're going to move on i hate you jet Um, i love you love yrb awfully quiet from a couple guys this week i noticed no question from debarro (laughs) i'm surprised no question from mr scumbag steven yeah Yeah. he's uh, slacked a couple weeks He's too busy with a smoker. He's smoking the TV meats. TV ratings smoking drop and we lose
1: all yeah. our Chase fans. Kyle, uh, not Kyle, fucking scumbag got the meat sweats. <laughs> we have the meats. Yeah, he's- yeah. <laughs> Can we get him an Arby's sign for his front lawn? <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> and I that does it for a giant
2: neon hat and put it on his house or his car. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, and
1: that does it for yet another episode of the Loose is Fast podcast. Going to wine country this week. Yes. Oh, I love Sonoma. Sonoma's the, I love Sonoma. I'm so excited. And then we have a week off.
0: Will we see uh, our amigo repeat? He was strong this week.
1: Yeah. Silently strong. Very strong. Top yeah. 10 out of him this Will week. Will we see uh, Busher up front again, maybe? Maybe. He's, was he, he strong last year at Sonoma? He finished second. Busher was right oh, behind yeah, him. He
2: was reeling him in. Yeah, yeah. He was Whereas right, Nick was, Cohan would say he was wheeling him in. Wheeling him in. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel um wheelie wheelie but the yeah wheel I, for ross and a, isn't this
1: the first time xfinity goes there correct should, yep so first time xfinity will ever be at sonoma that'll be cool yeah should be a good i weekend. think those cars are gonna put on a fucking banger of a race oh yeah it's gonna be way better yep well yeah it is surprise. every week it is every week but that's besides the i think
2: map. there's a pretty good list of cup drivers and stuff running in it as well someone yeah, posted so, so. the list on discord and it's pretty yep. stacked i like can tell Larson, you i can tell you who's gonna win AJ Allmendinger running in the Xfinity Series. Oh, that's over. So that's sealed sealed and shut as long as the transmission stays under that car.
1: Uh, just for good luck, just for reference, notable NASCAR Xfinity Series entries. Ty Dillon, Daniel Suarez, Kyle Weatherman, AJ Allmendinger, Kyle Larson, Ty Gibbs, Eric Almarola, Kyle Sieg, Leland Honeyman, Josh Balicki, Dylan Lubdut, Sage Carob, Brad Perez, hey. and Ross Ye- Chastain. Nice. So Half the field. There are some fucking names in that race. Yep. Absolutely.
0: So we will see how that pans out. Uh, but before we sign off, uh, share this. Yeah, Tag us. That. Fill out a review. Please. Do the race state challenge. Sure. Join our Discord. Definitely do that. Uh, I'm Kyle Belcher. I'm Dan Walker. No, I'm Peltier. And we'll catch you in Wine Country.
2: You. <laughs> <laughs>